welcome back to normies like us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Right now in a galaxy very near in Southern California, four normies gather to discuss the finale of the Skywalker saga. Episode, oh fuck it. Hey guys, welcome back to Star Vember War December, normies like us. People keep telling me they know me. The Force will be with you. Always. <laughs> they fly now! They fly now! The Force brought us together. What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir. At my friends. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. As we said up top, we're here. We're talking the finale of the Skywalker Saga. It's episode 9 of Star Wars, the last episode of our Star Wars Celebration Month. We're talking Rise of the Skywalker with me, your host. It's Colin Tico. And it's uh, Maiku Frick. And it's Cablo Ren, or is it Cobb Solo? Guest flying in here. I'm Adam Antilles. Hey, welcome back, Adam. Adam. He's flying in. Happy to have you, buddy. It's good <laughs> shooting. for having me on, guys. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we've done it. We've made it all the way through the Star Wars saga. We've had uh, Adam as a guest on multiple episodes here, uh, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, The Last Jedi, which we thought would be his last appearance, but uh, he's back now to wrap it all up. Uh, happy to have him. And Joe... Um, Rise of the uh, Walker. He's doing uh, some family stuff, so he's... Uh, he's uh, busy for this one but he'll be back next week on our regular episodes he's celebrating life day That's, i yeah, heard with, with he's Lumpy. celebrating life day now he does have a life debt with me so that makes sense that he wouldn't be here today he is sugaring <laughs> me off no that, 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 i think that definitely tracks so we're here we're going to be talking the rise of skywalker and um you know there may have been a issue with our protocol droid not being able to translate all of the data on this transmission so if you bear with us there may be some uh jumping around maybe light speed skipping we'll call it uh but this episode is full of uh, a lot of fun times good jokes we had a great conversation we're going to get as much of it to you as we can and i'll uh preface when we're jumping in on this thing right next hey guys it's mike here so as i said there was a little bit of technical difficulties but we resolved the issue to the best of our ability we still have the full episode however we did lose adam's feed for about the first 20 minutes. So he will be joining in around the 23 minute mark. We have edited the audio around it. So the conversation still flows nicely. He was not just sitting quietly. So please enjoy the rise of Skywalker. Do it. So, uh, you know, we did it. The Skywalker has risen, right? Should we, uh, let's do the normal game, right? What do we think about the title here out the gate, right? Oh, the title. Colin, what do you think? Ooh, rise of the Skywalker. Um, is this the worst one? Am I going to be saying this entire episode things like, <laughs> is this the worst one? I don't know. Uh, I don't like having Skywalker in the title. That's a, mm. that's a big detriment right there. Yeah. Um, I will say they didn't do what I thought they were going to do and make a kind of new Jedi order that there was going to be called Skywalkers, which is what I thought they were going to do and how that was, how the title was going to wrap, uh, like kind of wrap in, but, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really like the, t- the um, using Skywalker either. Yeah, you would have called it unlimited power, maybe. <laughs> Return of the Senate. Uh, I yeah. don't know, guys. Final order, I guess. Right. That that would be my final pitch. order is cool. Yeah, yeah, I do. The problem, I do, it's like 
Rise of Skywalker, technically the Rise, but it's like ROS, and then we have Revenge of Sith. It's it's like kind of similar. Yeah, the abbreviations. Too. When people are talking about it in the future, the people are going to get the abbreviations confused a lot. I bet. Yeah, but I think that's the Disney films, as evident from the beginning, they were not kind of planned out as a trilogy. I think we see that in watching this, and even the way the titles kind of don't match their counterparts in the prequels and the originals. It's all kind of there. And I think this movie really lays that all out in the open, that none of this was really planned. And the title is another sign of that, kind of. Yeah, I would say that's very evident that it was not planned. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I think is fascinating about these. And we'll talk about the trilogy as a whole, kind of at the end, uh, the Disney trilogy. But um, other than that, uh, the other stuff we kind of get out at the top is... um, First time seeing it, right? How many times have we seen this coming into the episode? I want to throw it to uh, Colin. How many times have you seen this? Uh, uh, man, guys, I've only seen it the one time. We rushed out. We we did see opening at night, Jacob and I. Uh, we saw it at 1130 at night and then did like a crazy record at the end of the night for like 20 minutes because <laughs> it was just so built up in our bones to talk about it. Jacob, so you and Colin went together. Yeah, that was time, quite right? an experience. You know, we stayed up pretty late to go see that opening night. Um, Excellent. And then I saw it again in 3D when I was back with my family around the holidays. Um, So I've seen it once in 2D, once in 3D, I guess. Okay, well, that's actually pretty cool. So we're getting 2D, 4DX, and 3D. Yeah, the 3D wasn't bad, but it uh, wasn't... I don't like 3D normally, so I'll always choose 2D over 3D, but it wasn't terrible. I think it it was just fine. Yeah. Jacob, do you want to um, say that well, you I, saved my life by seeing this movie, by texting me when I fell asleep? Uh, where are oh, you? Yeah. I'm at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, I oh, called wow. and fell asleep right before we were supposed to go see this. And then woke up and then like probably just rushed 11, out 11.15, I think I live five minutes away from the theater. And I was like, I'll fucking be right there. Fucking 11.20 maybe walked in the door. How about you, Mike? Well, I have seen this movie uh, four times. Four times. <laughs> oh, my God. And I've just been trying to, you know, make sense of it because there's a lot that happens. It's a whole saga. So let's take a temperature on it, actually. How do we all feel going around about the movie? Do you like it, dislike it, kind of meh? Jacob. Um, Well, I did not love it. Um, But I I didn't hate it, but I thought it was not good. Um, But there were some things I liked about it, but there was too many things that I just didn't like. Too many major parts of the plot I would just didn't like at all so I can't say that I liked it but I think it's the worst of the Disney this new Disney trilogy um, but I don't think it's as bad as like episodes one and two which I think are still worse than this but okay. it, was, it was fun though it was, it was fun yeah Colin I agree with Jacob worst of the Disney trilogy but I'm happy that it follows in that long line of one bad Star Wars movie out of a Star Wars trilogy where it sort of has to have that one that has too much it's the uh you know, we'll argue the for, for, the, the, for the prequel. It's Even the Return of the Jedi. Movie. It's the Attack of the Clones, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I love it. It's a kitchen sink movie. How about you, Mike? Oh, it ab- it absolutely is a kitchen sink movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I think there might be trivia for that later. I, I don't know what I love and what I hate anymore. I'm so confused. I've been going back and forth on The Last Jedi. Like I like it, but then I think the things that I really like are really also problematic. So... I'm kind of in the middle with it. 
I'll be honest with you. At, at a certain point, um, Dash Render could have came out, but also Chris Pratt's Peter oh, Quill sure. from Guardians of the Galaxy could have came out. <laughs> like it, it felt like like at any moment I could have been like, yeah, absolutely. There's ET too. Like let's fucking throw it all in, man. So I, I'm with you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I definitely like the the action adventure as, expert uh, um, aspect of it when they're going off on these fetch quests where they have to get certain items to go to different plans to get another certain item. That was all really fun, but like there was just a lot of that. It's too, fast. As well. um, and I think kind of the differing opinions here is evident in the box office. Um, we have the budget looking at 250 to 300 million on this. Um, We're bumped up so 50 from last Jedi. Not bad. Yep. It, it, it feels like it's a little more expensive, right? They're moving around a lot more. Oh, there's a lot of locations in this, but then it seems like this has been the worst performing of the Disney trilogy. Am I right? Yeah. And also I heard it really did badly in China, even compared to the first two. Right. Which I mean, star Wars didn't really come out there in the seventies and eighties. So there's not a cultural attachment to it. There's not a nostalgia to, you know, throw at them, uh, the way it works here. So, uh, I guess that's kind of the, the setup here for rise of the Skywalker. I say, let's go ahead. We're going to shift gears. We're going to punch it. Maybe light speed skip on into the next segment. We're going to talk the plot and then break down rise of Skywalker. Next. We're back. Again, Normies, we're talking Rise of the Skywalker. little background. Uh, the second film directed by J.J. Abrams. He returned to the series after the loss of Colin Trevorrow, who was fired maybe for the results of his film Book of Henry, uh, dot, dot, dot. Book uh, of nobody Eli? Nobody really knows. Oh, I'm sorry, Is Book of called- Eli. Uh, did I do the Denzel Washington movie instead? <laughs> oh, you might have. <laughs> I would have loved Star Wars Fallen Kingdom. I would have liked that, too. Dinosaurs popping out, uh, Jedi's <laughs> riding on the back of raptors. Come on, Mike. Lots of dobacks, yeah. Um, but instead, we get this. We get his return. He co-writes it with Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio, of course, a young screenwriter who won the Academy Award Ugh. for Argo. And then he went on to do Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. So sort of an interesting career if you tie in this Two film as very well. very bad movies. We're getting, yeah, the Justice League writer and J.J. <laughs> Abrams, who is more of a technical director, I think, than a writer. Ooh, Trevorrow is credited. He does get a story credit. So whatever kind of that means in the Hollywood world, <laughs> he is credited. I would be curious <laughs> yeah. what he what he wanted out of it. But uh, we'll go through the plot really quick. Mike, if I can throw it over to you. Yeah, this is probably the biggest task of watching <laughs> this four times because a lot happens. But we're going to do our best here, people. Buckle up. All right. Three, two, one. The dead speak. Palpatine oh. is back and everybody is trying to find him. Dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. Kylo wants to kill him, Rey wants to kill him, and he wants to kill everything. Kylo meets and learns that Snoke, or that Palpatine has been every voice he has ever heard inside of his head. He says to Kylo, I'll give you this fleet if you kill Rey. Finn, Poe, Chewie get a message confirming Palpatine has returned from a First Order spy. Rey is training under Master Leia. They get on the go to find Exegol, but first they need to find a ship, to find a dagger, to then find a droid cracker, to then go get a coin to get on the ship and then use the dagger to find the Death Star, get the Wayfinder, but wait, he took the Wayfinder, then get to Exegol, we have a big showdown where our heroes finally face off against the Emperor. There's a lot going on in this movie. A lot of running around. A lot. (laughs) 
Did I miss any planets? Uh, yeah, we had. No, Kojima, you Tassana. skipped a lot, but it, it also Kojima. it was so dense in areas like that area up top where it's just like that. It's just one scene of Adam's uh, Adam Driver on a planet, but still, it's like Jesus Christ. There is so much background just because it's all from the crawl, like the dead speak. Oh, it's so crazy, guys. What do we think about this crawl? Then that's a good jumping off point because I it's a lot. Don't like it. Here's the thing. Okay, we knew they were going to bring Palpatine back, right? But why would you just give it away in the opening crawl immediately? And then the first scene is Palpatine. I would have liked a little more build up to it. All of a sudden, it's just like Palpatine's back. Um, I, I, I kind of hate it. Disagree. It's so hammy. The dead is, speak. Yes. It's like a it's like a 40 serial, right? It's and like I a just, radio you know drama, Mike. You're right. I do like the like, aspect of it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we're going to bring back Palpatine. It's like, okay, this is going to be dumb, which is good because I love Palpatine. So just give me him right away. I, I like that. Obviously, everyone, you know, everyone loves the Emperor. So I do love the Emperor. But the reasons for him like being in this movie, it just like, honestly, here's another like aspect of it not being planned out. Like I really would have rather had like a three movie build up to the Emperor and he's just never mentioned in the first two, so it's kind of like he just comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah, but I do. But I he mean, was snoke the, the whole time, right? Jacob. <laughs> uh, he snoke the whole time when he says, "Yeah, I made Snoke," and then you see that he literally like manufactured a Snoke. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like a dar- a jar of Snokes. It's a little bit literal. We all um, have one of those. Yeah. Well, the mic speaks. Do you love it? Do you love the title crawl? Well, the, I love the Emperor, right? But. I think I agree with Jacob, kind of his presence creates so many problems. Like a lot of people say it undercuts Anakin's arc, right, of bringing balance. Like now he didn't. So what's the point of that? And like, I love seeing him here. I like that he's been the villain in all three of the finales. Like that's a poetry, they rhyme kind of moment. But the fact that he's here really fucks up a lot of stuff in the previous, you know, eight movies. Right. Or here's my theory. This emperor... Actually, the original Emperor is a clone, and this Emperor is also a clone, but they're two different clones. But I would have so the whole time I would have made a better clone body than that one, though. Right, that's the question. Is like, why is he so old and decrepit? But like, if the original um, Palpatine was a clone since like the Phantom Menace on, yeah, maybe that clone was totally destroyed in Turn of the Jedi. But then a different clone has just been out there the whole time. But he's also like old and decrepit. Don't. Maybe the dead speak. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the perfect you thing just to go with it. Any point and, where you just start to sort of lose your audience to shut up the dead speak here, guys. <laughs> well, that's what this movie does. Really, what it does just grabs you with a rope and just pulls you at hundred miles an hour, and you can't really. It's think got me of... in a good mood now thinking about it. I guess I do love it because <laughs> that opening planet is Mustafar that Kylo's on that red planet. So, but you had to oh, look that up, Mike. I looked right. that up. That's that's awesome. So are we led to? believe it's a sith artifact a wayfinder we're told later which seems to point towards exegol the hidden sith planet is that is he robbing grandpa's castle well here's the weird thing with that if if they had always planned it to be mustafar they had vader's castle in rogue one like why doesn't he walk in there right and get the fucking wayfinder from vader's castle have a big set piece right like i think maybe it was just retroactively like oh the planet's red let's just say it's mustafar the planet's red I'm just now thinking, guys, and just a question I want to ask now based on the sort of like archaeological like uh, B subplot Indiana Jones thing that runs through this entire movie. Um, Don't they say later that Master Mark Hamill, Master Skywalker, was going around looking for the coordinates for Exegol, looking for these artifacts? 
So he never d- thought to look for the one on Mustafar, since there were the two separate ones. He only found the dagger one. I came to this island to die. Now go away. <laughs> right? It's like, it, it contradicts directly what true. we've he seen just in gave, the previous yeah, two he movies. he gave up. Right. Yeah. So, he just, yeah, he gave up. He's like, yeah, this is too hard. I made it all the way to Pasana. I missed the Coachella. I got to wait 42 years. You went to the planet where your dad Coachella got burned? Planet. Yeah, you just yeah. went to that weird Coachella planet and probably got really high and fucking and Lando like, just, just gave stayed up. there for thirty years. He's like, I and there's this now. Ochi, the Jedi yeah. killer Ochi's. Yeah, there. we'll get to that. So, so basically, yeah. Kylo gets the Wayfinder. There's a lot going on. He ends up talking to the Emperor. The Emperor says, "Hey, kill Ray, and you can have all of this. I'll give you everything. A new emperor, uh, empire." So, uh, but then Kylo throughout the rest of the movie is pretty open about like, "Oh, what? You have a new master?" He's like. I'm going to kill no. him. <laughs> like, Fuck everything. Like if he's been communicating with you telepathically, why are you just... Yeah, you think you'd be able to sense that? <laughs> right, the just But again, my, my question to you guys here is, if Snoke hadn't died, this would be Snoke's grand final plan? We wouldn't be introduced to Robo Palpatine at this moment? I guess Snoke was just... I mean, Snoke was always going to be killed at some point according to Palpatine's plan, but he was just a puppet for Palpatine the whole time. But according to J.J. Abrams' he was, plan, he was? I don't, I don't know if J.J. Abrams had a plan when he made Force Awakens, but um, I think it would have been, to me, I would have made Snoke like a Sith apprentice of Palpatine, not just like a clone. Like, I think that's kind of dumb, but, the, you know. The way, I, the way I see, seem to interpret this is, um, Snoke was just a test for Kylo because Kylo says, I've already killed Snoke. I'm not afraid of you. Right. So I think the emperor just kind of put that in front of him to see if he had the balls to like, because you always have to, the, the apprentice, once he's strong enough, kills the master. That's the Sith way. So there's always the right. strongest fucking Sith around. Or the new car- or the new guy kills the old apprentice and becomes the new apprentice. It's just that like way, Anakin. either way, we're guaranteeing that the strongest is surviving, right? So he put Snoke yeah. out there as a test. And I guess Kylo passed that test by not only defeating him with strength, but with cunning. Because he tried to just swing on him in that movie, and he got lightninged away from Snoke. So he had right. to kind of be yeah. also clever, not just physically strong. Uh, that's... yeah reading too much into it i'm sure but then he decides right. all right let's go track down ray we'll find out where she is uh what do you think about light speed skipping in the ray training well that's i think light speed skipping is interesting because you know in the last movie obviously um we saw that they could track them through light speed so the the new strategy that they develop is to light skips light speed skip and i think that's a very interesting idea yeah but the compressor was off you can't be uh, anyway <laughs> so that's what Ray complains about. What did you think of? I think his name's like Badolo Olo, the guy who's like, "Hey, win one for us, win the, win war. the war." I remember his name is Bulio because it rhymes with Coolio. Nice. <laughs> I we went like seven Star Wars movies without inventing new flying techniques and like technologies and stuff and all of a sudden these later ones are like yo this is how we have to do it every new movie has like a cool new technique that gets invalidated by the next movie like how, what is <laughs> But there's this? a reason for that that because you know they're able to track them through light speed now so it makes sense that they would have to develop something to combat that Yeah yeah that's true and like it looks like we're going quick you know we're we're just getting straight into the action and they get the transmission from the spy, they have to take that back to the the re- rebel base. And meanwhile, at the rebel base, while they're doing that, Ray is floating some rocks uh, saying, be with me. And she is now under the tutelage of Master Leia. Um, 
which Whoa. which I think that was cool. And I'm amazed in this movie the way they were able to integrate Carrie Fisher. I think they did a really good job. Like it's pretty seamless and yeah, it was it's good, pretty I think. honorable. It, yeah, it does feel a little bit about these are like. You know, these are the sound bites they had of her, and then they had to kind of write her into that. But I mean, as long as you just think, you know, like, you know, give it the benefit of a doubt. Like, I think they did a good job with what they had for sure. Never underestimate a droid. Oh. Yeah. Don't tell me what, <laughs> what you think. Tell line. me what it is. Oh, I guess sorry. when he's, she's <laughs> saying, you know, he was in the shadows the whole time. Maybe she that was something she was talking about Snoke and The Force Awakens, possibly. But yeah, it works. It, it does work, and uh, you know, we see Ray. Like, getting really frustrated. She cuts down a tree, almost crushes BB-8, well, you know. So she clearly oh. is raging, you know. She, she's got a lot of anger inside of her. She Just, might be feeling, yeah, exactly. There, there's echoes of the, oh, that's impossible, nothing's impossible with Leia, the same way Luke and Yoda had, oh, you want the impossible, uh, over the rising of the X-Wing out of the water. So there's a little bit more rhyming to, to the previous films in this opening setup here, the training montage. Yeah, but Mike, don't you think if you're already using body doubles and special effects, this is the one time and one moment you could have had her bundled up on Ray's back as they're running through the woods <laughs> and we could have got a little Yoda? Like, fucking come on, give me that bullshit right oh my now. Gosh. You know what? Yeah, this movie sucks now. I want to see her <laughs> getting inside a backpack. I want to see her getting on Ray. Get in the backpack. And they came out and said that uh, the only Leia footage they had was in the jungle, so they did build shooting around a jungle set with Rey to include her being there. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. One thing I thought was weird was the order of these scenes where Kylo is talking to Palpatine, and he's like, oh, she is more important than you think. And then it should cut to Rey saying, be with me. But then it cuts to Poe and Finn in the Millennium Falcon, and like uh, your brain doesn't make that, you know, you know what I mean? It's just and yeah, then at one point Bulio gets decapitated. Right. We lose our Bulio, so we're kind of the one scene. Which that's pretty fucking cool because then Kylo's like, okay, we're doing this. He fixes his mask. They bring oh, first a of all, head. Oh, a gorilla ahead. fix his mask, Mike. <laughs> a fucking <laughs> yeah. why did he fix his mask? Fucking hammers and blacksmiths his mask, and I'm like, oh my god. First of all, he fixes his mask, but there's just a bunch of red lines in it still. So he couldn't just like fix it better. Uh, the Japanese art of kintsugi involves using gold inlay to fix cracks in pottery, preserving the fact that oh, sometimes the damage you... is what makes something complete. I hate that Beautiful. the mask comes back. <laughs> I do hate it, though. Yeah, for what reason? For, why? Because why? Ryan Johnson destroyed it, and it's a middle finger <laughs> to The Last <laughs> Jedi. And I think, I think there's a problem where this movie does spend a lot of time being apologetic for The Last Jedi in a way that it never should have been, regardless of if I love that movie or hate that movie, they just should have just... Yes, I agree. I think sometimes it does it. it does build on things from The Last Jedi a couple times, but it does way more of like backtracking and like saying, no, that, that was wrong. I saw the best theory online. I want to get you guys' take on this. One guy I was listening to on a podcast said... At that point, why doesn't he just go full balls to the wall and just put on Vader's broken mask and just like start walking around like Hannibal Lecter, like, you know, fake face style, just fucking losing his mind? That could have been cool. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah, yeah, that make a cool. new Vader outfit and just, I am Darth Vader now. Like, but you would have missed monkey armor. Yeah, which I, I like that. There's a lot on Alien <laughs> Watch. Alien the Watch. You guys are right. Oh. Can I get one? Can I get a real one quick? Because we've gone through a ton of them already. We talked about Bulio. We talked about the slug whose name was what? Derek? Is that? Claude. Is, did I hear Claude. something? Claude. Okay, thank you for just throwing out his strange, normal human name. 
Um, we're seeing the gorilla <laughs> he here. Even have arms? How is he fixing that thing? <laughs> Can we go around, Adam? Do you have a favorite alien that we haven't even talked about yet? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, haven't talked about yet. No, no. any of them. Any Take of them. Shoot me. Shoot me. Claude, Claude is Claude's my your favorite. favorite right now. Claude, up to this point, yeah. I, I think there's one who steals the show later. There's a big, yeah. There's a big favorite coming up. Obviously, I'm excited to remember. Oh, oh, yeah, of yeah. course. My name's. Oh, you, you guys know. are so basic. You guys are all going so basic that I know who you're talking about. No, I'm gonna say I don't know. There's a lot of weird things. Did you guys notice way at the end in the celebration? There seems to be like a a, a pit droid, but like gigantic, and he's wearing like a like a bushido outfit. He looks like a samurai. I'm gonna pick that crazy droid. I think that <laughs> might be from Clone Wars. I have to see that guy, actually. Really? That's pretty rad. Huh, I have to see that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, I want to wait because there's a lot of cool aliens, but I do. Uh, there's a lot of good work, again, like Force Awakens with like the practical, like just, yeah, why is there monkey armor? Because why not? Even, uh, you know, Lando yells to his driver and it's just like a weird fucking puppet. It's like, all right, I'll right take on, you there. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. a good work on the puppets. That's, you know, with these things, they look amazing. The craft is there, like. It's got oh, all sure, the sure. zip zaz pizzazz that you could ever want. Um, so yeah. Kylo gets his mask back, um, throws he a severed a head meeting. on the table. Oh, yeah. I, I love that moment where it's like, I sense uneasiness about my appearance. It's like, you mean the mask? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it looks good. It's got I, jokes. It looks Can good. we say the movie has jokes, guys? I'm laughing about it now as we're talking about it. Yeah. And then the one sure. lady's next to him, so dry. I like it. and moving on to uh, other business right after the most brutal thing ever seen in a disney movie which is you know that head there's some brutality in this compared to the rest of the. and what i love about that too is they bring in the severed head of of the the spy but when the knights of ren are walking through the hallways even the stormtroopers are talking shit and they're like tracking mud down the pristine marble hall like even they're too dirty for like the first order. I, I like that imagery. Freaking Knights of Ren. Yeah. They're like, oh, thugs. Like, I like <laughs> their, like, and then he's like, all right, we're going to go, uh, or, like, what What does the Empire want with us? Like, what what happens right. when the Emperor takes over and he just chokes them and slams them into the ceiling? Like, no questions. We're going to do the thing. That's okay. a cool escalation of, you know, Vader force chokes people. Uh, Kylo Ren just kind of shoots you up on the ceiling while choking. Well, we saw you. Vader do that, too, in Rogue One. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. So, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the grandfather. Um, and then they're basically, throughout the rest of the movie, all storylines are kind of tied together because they're constantly going to a place and then getting caught up with by the First Order, essentially. Yeah, really yeah they're basically the traditional film style where we stay on a planet, Mike. It's really more like, okay, we were in this planet for a scene. Let's run. The oh, next scene will be like these crazy. people chasing us. Yeah, they jump around yeah. too much. Yeah, so, Kylo's basically and, chasing them for like the first two thirds of the movie from location to location, and then everyone meets on Exegol at the end. Yep. And they give it a sixteen hour time frame, which yeah. really bothers oh, me. Oh true. Like I I've said before, I think that I hate how condensed Star Wars space time is now, that like you just show up pretty much where you hyperspace. Like it's not really sense of time, and this one really seals the deal on that. It's like, nope. We're we're just wherever we want to be immediately. Yeah, right? we're except for unless we have to go through a wayfinder cloud. True. Like whereas in the prequels, it's like, oh yeah, the other troops are too far away. Anakin and Padme have to go save Obi Wan, right? Because of literally the amount of time it would take. But with we gotta play chess to kill time. Yeah. Like 
which they do in this, but so I don't funny. know which why. Which that was a great moment, too. Like, that was a funny joke, you know? Like, I, yeah, you're 200 years old. You don't cheat. We're just kidding. Like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, that was fun. But then, um, yeah, they, they, it's just weird, the sense of time. But I, I can't crucify it because it's a weird Star Wars movie. Um, how about then? We have the setup, and now we're going to have the chase where we're going to go try to get all the MacGuffins, and then we'll wrap up with the third act. Let's go ahead. Um, we're not going to light speed skip this time. We're just going to punch it over to Pasana. I hear there's a celebration that's known for its colorful kites and savory sweets. Up next. <laughs> Delectable sweets is what C3 <laughs> <was>. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. See you over Sultry there, Sultry shuffle, baby. We're back, normies. Um, we've assembled the crew, so we should talk about the the resistance now has broken down. We got a weird scene where we get some justifications. Rose says, I'm too busy to uh, hang out. See you guys uh, later. Poor Rose. Um, hey, do you want to come with? <laughs> no, I got to do no. my homework. <laughs> I got to do my homework. I'm grounded. No, I'd rather stay here. Uh, what a fun scene to grounded. read in the script. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, can you imagine uh, that table read, Adam? Uh, and then on the next page, I agree to stay at the base. Okay, so it's. Uh, I'm sure a lot of my next scenes will be really exciting. Oh, I get a line at the end? Yeah. And then Dominic Monaghan is just basically saying shit that she should be saying. <laughs> right. You know, like... There's, there's a million uh, different rebel characters. Maz Kanata's there on the base just hanging out, doing nothing. Hell yeah, our but Yeah, favorite. Rose, man, she is probably the... Uh, poor Rose. The biggest casualty of the, the Last Jedi, like, knee-jerk. Why couldn't know? she have just come I, along on the adventure? I don't know. I, you know Chris Terrio has come out and party. said today that the reason she got sidelined, uh, because obviously people really are kind of worked up about it, which they should be, um, is that uh, a lot of her scenes were going to be tied with Leia. So when they got cut, her part got cut. Uh, oh. Maybe, like, Leia was training Dang. her for, like, more, like, a leadership position in, in the in the rebellion well because she says she wants me to study the old star destroyer designs because that's what the emperor is using right. now so we need to you know whatever so you should really stop using but... those designs but we also get a scene real quick Ray's <laughs> like look i'm going on my own no we're not splitting up our team is assembling you get chewbacca you get c-3po for some reason r2 staying back they share a nice little scene you get finn you get poe and you mm -hmm. get ray boom we're going out on the adventure what I like That's is right. We're going to. I actually like. So you guys know me from previous episodes. I'm kind of a C3PO hater. Um, I usually don't like him at all. I think this is the best C3PO movie that I can remember. Like he has the gives him something. He's very to do. integral to the plot. He's not as mm -hmm. annoying as he normally is. I thought he was kind of funny actually. So good job. He C3PO. has some of the funniest lines in this, and we'll get into some of those, especially in the coming up sequences. He's he's yeah. great. Yeah, and he does have that moment with R2. And because he's a voice and very mechanical still, it's it's a great nostalgia, you know, feeling to get like this, the exact same product with maybe better writing than he had originally. Yeah, for sure. That's it's true. Like, oh, wow. Here's a part of the original trilogy really shining. That's true, like literally and uh, metaphorically. But, you know, R2-D2 has been sidelined for most of these, but you do get that original just, you know. Right. Robot arm, C-3PO. We get BB-8. No, if you're, if you're taking the, oh, you're right. He does. He replaced him. I was about to say, if you get the one, why not take the other? But you're right, Jacob. They've got BB-8. God damn it. Bring the He's new toy. He's anymore. not cute enough anymore. He's not cute enough anymore. And then oh, we even no. get... He wasn't designed by Disney like BB-8 was. 
Yeah. And then we get an even cuter, smaller version of Droid. Boo. No, thank you. Not, not yeah, that no, thank This you. is Disney being like, how few shapes do we need yeah. to, to sell? What I like something? to call it's a. Like, how can we make a triangle and a circle? It's a hairdryer on a hamster wheel. It's like a Pixar creation, I swear to God. Very true. Um, so they're off to uh, Pasana. Uh, probably it's easily one of the top 10 desert planets in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even think about that, Mike. I fucking love so another desert planet. We get two of them in this movie. Thank God. Um so they're they're looking for uh the where the trail went cold from Luke Skywalker, they go to the old uh um Pasana Kite and Sweets Festival. Uh, yeah, Burning Man. <laughs> once every forty two years, which is, you know, how long the series has Star Wars has been a thing. Oh. So the last time it was happening was during a new hope. Mm. Uh, when that released in theaters in the US. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they touched down here, and just a scene I want to talk about, because Jacob, you said earlier that you didn't think that this would be a film series so interested in the name Skywalker. Did you think that this would be a, a movie so interested in last names when a little girl here oh, says, uh, what's your name? No, 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 hold on. What's your full what's name? Your I need to name? see ID, too. Well, it would be funny if the girl was like, oh, you don't have the last name? Solo. Ray Solo. <laughs> That's what they should have done. We already got the precedent. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she could be because you know she's hanging out with Leia. She was married to Han at some Who point. Who are your people? Solo. Yeah. Why not? Who oh, are yeah. your people? Mary Ben. <laughs> Who are your people? Do you guys love this? Yeah. Do you love this um, little but, girl, Mike? Just being like, yo, what's like? And and this is a runner for the film. We should say this is the first person who will be yeah. asking for first and last name in this movie. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah, I I love the the design of these aliens and like especially when the kids are watching the puppet show like man excellent work right it is a little on the nose what's your last name person whose last name is going to be very important like yeah okay but it's goofy stuff I do Wars. like she gives them- I just wish the answer that she gives here was the answer she gives at the end right same you know what did yeah, she say with here? that confidence just ray just ray and smiles yeah I'm just Ray, but you know, we'll get to there. Uh, I do like the C-3PO where he says that joke about the sweets and kites and everyone looks at him and then he also looks behind (laughs) himself as if they're looking past him. Like it's good. It's it's kind of like the the Raiders of the, or sorry, the last crusade. Oh yeah. Similar. He's got a solid energy. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But they also, they've landed right around the corner from this thing that they walk up to and they see it and they're like, what the heck? <laughs> it's like you just landed 20 feet away from it. You approached from the sky. <laughs> right. You probably saw it on the way in. Um, but she gets a necklace from that That's girl. Right. And then, you know, Kylo's on the hunt and he's like, you know what? I got, yeah, I got Ray's number. Let me just call her up on the old uh, dyad wave. And uh, he just starts talking to her. And he snatches her chain right oh, off her shit. neck. And I think that's a new force I thought, power. I think that's cool. You know, I thought that was actually very cool. Because, you know, every movie, they have to add some kind of new force power. And this is one where it does build on The Last Jedi, because you have that force connection between Rey and Kylo. And now mm-hmm. we can see that you can actually uh, yeah. transport things through that connection. And that is also foreshadowing for later. So I think that, that works really well. And he got, he got rain on his hand. In the Last Jedi, oh, so yeah. things have traveled through in a small way. So I they think that did. was 
a good escalation. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised that, that they honored The Last Jedi in some big ways while also pointedly making fun of it yeah. in other places. It's like, yeah. hey, can't you see that you're taking like a lot of good ideas from that one? <laughs> like, just I, I keep think, the hate out of it. I think they took some of the wrong ones and ran with those, uh, uh-huh. unfortunately. But this is a very cool one that they kept. So that's how he's able to track them. He gets the necklace and it's like, okay, it's from this planet. We're going there. Um, meanwhile, they, they, uh, have an Imperial patrol that spots them crossbow to the eye and, uh, follow me Lando, uh, and our heroes. Well, Mike, and uh, just real quick, I want to point out because I want to get everybody's talking, talking here about these characters in particular, who is Kylo giving these orders to the entire time? Who is he saying, okay, you do this. Who is he sending to that planet? Fucking Knights of Red. Knights of Red. That's right, buddy. They're out. So, They've been promised. Yeah. I, I, Jacob what do we keeps think saying about that, them, but guys? what do we think about these motherfuckers? These worthless think, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much worthless. They, they got melee weapons. Melee weapons, not even <laughs> lightsaber or energy kind of weapons, just normal melee weapons. They don't do anything cool throughout the whole movie except for stand around and look intimidating, but not actually do they anything. Just hang out in a group. Yeah. Yeah. I probably They're not <laughs> chatting. One of the most pointless things in this whole trilogy. Like, why not give them something cool to do? Why not have a fight scene where Kylo is actually fighting them at the beginning, the people on Mustafar or whatever? Why not have the, the Knights of Ren also fighting people to show what they can do a little bit? Yeah. I don't know. Like, they're Ooh, squatted like up. They left. Yeah. They went to protect the Emperor. You know, they even sectioned off even further from the First Order and what we learn is the Final Order as well. Um, yeah, and, and they are a real threat to him. They, they have an uneasy alliance, and they could really be set up as a big fight at the end like the Red Guards from Last Jedi, which I love so much. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the first time you do I, see I, him fight is at the very end when it's him fighting them. Yeah, so. but they don't do anything. They really One has don't spikes do on lot. his hands, and the other has a chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, in the I, comics there's like they one of them does have a lightsaber but uh that they don't use it um probably not to confuse the audience yeah that makes sense i guess i i agree i i think you're all completely right but i do like kind of faceless enemies that are just built up through some still image or some 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 moving images like it feels very lord of the rings to me like here are these oh, yeah. glamour shots Ooh. of the knights of nazgul just or something you're kind of cool. right yeah i like yeah. that yeah they got that drone shot when they're up on that plateau yeah, in the yeah. desert that's, <laughs> they're just looking around that really so rough yeah guys that's me. just like maybe the yeah. worst shot in the movie it just sets up I so like much it. potential that's cool. but it's, it's like a, a fucking austin powers mission impossible parody but wait you get that sweet build-up and then two of them stand behind chewbacca kind of a second later oh, yeah what did they do <laughs> they, they stood they next scare to a dog it's like great you guys did a, a fucking thing i could do in the middle of the night <laughs> so it, you know they they figure out that the the first order is coming now right and we see some ships coming in i got a bad feeling about this but my fighting days are long behind me you kids got to go to the desert and then they steal some speeders and uh they fly now they fly now How oh we, and what do we think now. of the chase well let me ask you Thank this you. mike <laughs> what about you know uh poe knows how to hotwire these um these speeders and then they kind of are setting up a little backstory for him and they're like, how do you know how to do that? And he's like doing some shady oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. From Kajimi. Mm. We're you setting know, he's just becoming for our more and more Han Solo. Yeah, he is. We're setting up. He's a little bit of a bad boy and we're about to find out that uh, yeah. Finn has something he's not telling Ray. 
That's oh, right. Yeah. Oh, but we'll, we'll never find, out, find what out what it is. <laughs> yes, uh, so put the that in the back scene, of your like, mind and forget it. <laughs> I like that we're just moving past they fly now. Like that's like a premiere action set oh, piece. Yeah. But for me, it's like I just want to get to the next beat. You know, I do um, like when they all have blasters. Fine. They're shooting, shooting blasters. I think that's very cool. I like all the pistols in this movie. Yeah, everyone's of, yeah. shooting pistols. Ray's, Ray's blaster is pretty cool looking. For yeah. some reason, stormtroopers have motorcycles on sand. It's faster. They have like right, those treads. Covering. I don't understand. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. But so they escape. They they actually end up crashing into a sinking field, which seemed like pretty easy to see. Like it's a different color <laughs> sand. <Right. laughs> you could you could definitely tell it's coming. But they they start sinking, and yeah, Finn says, "Ray, I never told you." They fall into a sinking pit and then into a cavern. I don't think that's how that works. No, luckily <laughs> there's that cavern beneath them. Do you guys remember yeah, and, and which, growing up as kids in the 90s how important and prevalent quicksand was to your life? Like, it just seemed like it was fucking everywhere. Like, as a child, I had a plan what to do if I ever encountered it. I'll never encounter fucking quicksand. Not, Not yet. Unless you live in the desert. <laughs> that's true. I forget. Yeah, like, quicksand wasn't everything, so I'm glad it made a return here. Um, in the cave, they discover, uh, we get that nice gag with the, uh, uh, C-3PO, you know, Hey, Finn, <laughs> Ray, you okay? You didn't say my name, but oh, that was okay. funny. Yeah, joke. Um, and then when Ray <laughs> they activates the lightsaber oh. and then Poe activates his, uh, flashlight, <laughs> that's flashlight. a good little bit it's right a good there. moment, you know, everyone's always, uh, use a flashlight as a lightsaber. Uh, but down here, they find the Sith dagger. Which would be great if you had a droid that could translate it, except our droid can't translate Fucking it. In C-3PO. <laughs> as, what do you think about this? As the fact that he can't as, do it. As far as all the MacGuffins go, uh, this one's my favorite. Like, I like this as a MacGuffin more than a coin that slots mm. into your spaceship <laughs> and lets you park on anywhere. Yeah. On any, no questions <laughs> asked. Adam, 100% agree. But, I, if it would have stayed this in the translation and that I guess the Sith words are like really dirty words that are just like, no, 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 you just don't ever say those words. But when it fucking extends out later, I'm like, oh, that's the worst. It's but the wait goodies. a minute. That is, but the, the, the reason the words can't be said is it's a law passed that by the Senate, by the Senate, which is crazy. Come on, you know, which Palpatine, is Palpatine, Palpatine in set that up, <laughs> right? Palpatine passed that law to make sure. But then, wait a minute, didn't Anakin oh, build C three PO? But the operating I it, system. I thought it was an older law. That's what I'm saying. From like the old wars against the Sith, oh. where it's like we we don't we can't have their propaganda. Like, that could be. This is right. way too potent. We're gonna control this. It's like even the Jedi had like censored that. Yeah, and it's a I bad move thinking, for the Jedi. Yeah. Ah, okay. I was thinking Sheev did it to protect himself, but I like that the Jedi's own uh, hubris or kind of self-censoring. Fuck them again. Yeah, that's the Republic. Yeah, but at first I was like, why can't a translating droid translate? That's fucking dumb. But it's I was restricted. like, you know what? No, there's some. Yeah, there's some layers. They're giving to us that. a reason so to have it. Does a lead us to another droid. planet? That's the but... main thing. Like, just be happy, you know. But like, his job is to translate, and the one time he needed to translate, <laughs> can't yeah. do it. Also, when when Ray's talking to the aliens, like he's translating for her, but she's just speaking common, and like he's not translating it back to the it's aliens. Right. All no, aliens can understand English, but yeah, common, common but. Yeah. They can't understand. And everyone can understand Wookiee now, apparently. Like, that's just a thing people know. Finn knows it somehow. He grew up as a stormtrooper. Yeah, you know. Can understand Wookiee perfectly. Aren't there a lot of Wookiee? There are that many Wookiee slaves, I guess. 
Damn. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like has them everywhere. That's right. They stand out in a crowd too. Um, also, we see here what was debuted in the Mandalorian the uh, this the old sand snake lizard Nagini <laughs> Proxima <Yeah>. Midnight. <laughs> I accept all of um, those. It, it needs to get healed. It's, it's actually a woman. Healing powers. The <laughs> That's right. So she uses the, the healing powers. Like, I'm going to blast it. Don't blast it. You know, we see the, the force heal, which will come into play later. Well, another cool thing about this is, you know, they, they, they escape. Uh, she teaches that to BB-8, and he'll use it for Dio, right? She's like, explains, I just transferred some of my energy in, into him, into the snake. Um, oh, I so love that. I think that. that's cool that BB-8 then does that to recharge oh, Dio. Yeah. I think that's cute. Never underestimate Very a nice. droid. Um, getting out of here, uh, Kylo, we, we start to get that shot where the, the First Order and uh, Knights of Ren are there. He's going to run her over with the TIE silencer. Is that what his is called? He's going to run her over with his spaceship. Uh, what a great idea. <laughs> yeah, which what we predicted to happen he would happen. Back she backflips between this TIE fighter and his custom TIE fighter. And I got I, there's some confusion for me with when he trades back and forth at some point. Or like Ray gets in his ship and it is the TIE silencer instead of his... I, don't I think know. he must have multiple, yeah, he has like a couple, multiple yeah. tie silencers because this one gets destroyed right after he she jumps over him and he kind of crashes. Right and and in the wayfinder, it was a different model. Right. Well, I felt like when he landed next to the Death Star, it is in his ship that we've seen before, and then when Ray goes to it, it's suddenly a tie silencer. I could could be wrong about that. That's but. one thing I should have paid more attention to on my four viewings. But there's some weird, like, I was like, which one is this? Yeah, because right. it gets destroyed. And then there's another one that that gets destroyed. And then he is eventually an old school TIE fighter. Um, you don't see him pilot it, but he does land wings. it on Exegol. He which lands is it on cool. its wings. Yep, yep. You know, it has been not done. That. <laughs> That's right. It has been done, confirmed. <laughs> um, but what do we think about kind of the... The big moment, right? We find Chewie gets captured. He's on the transport. Transport's leaning orbit. Uh-oh, it's Force Unleashed time. And there's the tug of war Shit's with Ray and Kylo. I think that's pretty uh, sick. So much missed uh, potential here for me. Ah, this please, this moment, on. part of it was in the trailer, and it was the first trailer, and I was completely underwhelmed. I was like, I don't care about this. In the context with the buildup, I was like, this is this is fantastic. Like, maybe this is about to be an incredible movie. Like, I feel like if she had just killed Chewbacca, oh, oh yeah. man, we would have uh, gotten so much out of that. Would you guys have fallen for it? Yeah, I mean, I that, uh, that seemed like he was going to die there to anybody. I was really hoping. I was hoping, too. I was like, wow, this is a huge character moment for Rey. It's it's shocking, and, and I'm not, like, dissatisfied. Which is what like, Chewbacca's death served in the EU was, like, this shattering, like, created this character drama of, like, oh, wow. It sets off, like, a bomb or something, right? The people. Uh, he gets, yeah, he gets crushed saving Han Solo, uh, is all I remember. Damn. Oh, wow. Yeah, it would have been a cool thing if they went through with it because, yeah, it could have been Rey struggling with that and then you know struggling with the dark side and everything and it would have been a lot more believable that she was being pulled towards the dark side um and also finn presumably saw um chewy get on this transport but apparently he was just had the wrong transport like in the time that he, he got captured <laughs> it's a little confusing but i mean it's kind of a good they made two versions yeah it's, and then tested it oh that could be yeah i wish they just killed him i mean i don't want to 
you know, I don't want him to die, but I, it would have been a really gutsy thing to do. And I th- think it would have been cool. It would have been a stronger beat, but this is just demonstrating how fucking powerful Ray and Kylo are. Like from what we've seen on film, like Luke could barely pick up, you know, the X wing still Yoda, can like, barely Yoda pick Yoda up the some rocks, you know? Yeah. But like Ray was lifting many boulders and now they're fighting over a whole fucking transport. Like they're very powerful, uh, more than anyone we've ever seen in right. these movies. So it's impressive. I... They got to get out of there, though, because they can't read Sith. <laughs> Anything else for Pasana? Uh, I'd say I, I'm not I'm not in favor of like super crazy force powers. I thought the dyad and this didn't know gave me excuse enough to just sit back and be like, all right. We, we have to excuse this with a dyad if they continue to just make Jedi wizards. I like the dyad. I mean, it's it's enough for me to like, okay, yeah, it's it's a Star Wars Timothy movie. Zahn wrote it, is what it feels like. To <laughs> right. Got it. Well, you know, because our droid can't translate, we go to, this is my least favorite planet, Kajimi. Oh, really? Um, I kind of like this planet. Yeah, I like the look of it. It feels very like World War Two. Maybe I just hate like, you know the Nazis are going door to door. I yeah, do just like the that. whole city. Like the, it was like snowing and stuff. It just looks really kind of oh snowing. They're I was pulling say people out of their houses. Planet it? yet? But no, you're right. It's snowing. Oh, we have yeah, a snow planet. Snowing. Yes. You know, kind of see the effect of the Empire. They took all the kids apparently, probably to become more stormtroopers. So that's kind of interesting. And then of course you get. Carrie Russell's character, right? Zori. Zori. Bliss. Bliss. I, I hate her. <laughs> you hate her? I hate her so much. She's worse than Phasma. I like her in that I like I, Carrie, uh, uh, Carrie Russell um, as an actress. So from that, I like her. But And I like that po- Poe gets a little backstory because we don't really know anything about... No, Poe gets a case of the not gay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> you know? I guess a lot of people are like, saying he's on. bi, Mike, but I'm with you. Uh, Adam earlier said that Finn and Poe were getting in the same cockpit. They should have gotten in the same cockpit. Uh, and it's <laughs> yeah, just, that just have a kiss. They should have kissed. I like that it's a 2019, like... Multi, like it's Ray and Finn and Poe. They're always group hugging and arguing. Oh, yeah, they're, they're a just best <laughs> They're a fucking space thruple. They're all together, right? But not Rose, not I, you. I feel like they were trying to set up, and maybe they even filmed the like, so what were you going to tell Ray? I was going to tell Ray I have the Force, and it's the same as like, no, he's my brother. Like, oh, I'm not in love with JJ. Ray. Like, we oh, share God. a bond through the Force. <laughs> I'm also a dyad. making out. I do think that's yeah. what he was going like he he is force sensitive Finn right yeah yeah and and uh, Abrams confirmed that that's what he was gonna say I don't know if that's satisfying or not I was always a, a Finn and Ray shipper more than Kylo Ray no Raylo uh, baby uh, Raylo King baby Raylo. but now it's <laughs> now it's all about uh, Carrie Russell and yeah Zori uh, Bliss um, do you guys like the armor Adam do you like the look of Zori Bliss do you like that uh, this is another movie in a row where Poe just takes a quote that someone says and just says it himself later. And you're like, oh, I guess that Poe's like a deep, interesting character. He just fucking <laughs> repeats the first thing he hears from somebody. <laughs> He's a good exposition dump in this movie. I, I like her KOTOR style armor. Yeah. Uh, fine. Like, I'm OK with it. What? What's her name? Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. She's great yeah. in the Zori Americans, Bliss, the yeah. television I'll, program. I'll only mention her. this one once, but I watched a review, you know, just eviscerating 
um, this movie. But one of the things they said that really cracked me up was like, maybe J.J. Abrams just had a bet. Like, how little can you be in this movie and how many millions of dollars can you make? <laughs> well, she's also an old, um, she was in a TV show called Felicity, Felicity created by J.J. Abrams. So she's an old friend of his. So she, he would probably just called her up and was like, you want to work for two in. days and get paid like a couple million yeah. dollars? And just if you <laughs> really could have worked for one I can hour, point out something about anybody Felicity in that city. Uh, real quick that really explains J.J. Abrams as a creative he created that show. He wrote that show. It was his first thing out of college. It was a small miniseries on the WB. Um, one of the seasons, because he couldn't figure out how to end it, just involves time travel. It's a very normal <laughs> drama about a girl just being raised and going That's to college. That's what I wanted for this. But, yeah, it's just like, that just shows you the perfect where it's like, and, you know, who knows? <laughs> That's lost, too, man. That's yeah. where Dominic Monaghan came from. He was uh, the bassist of Power Drive That's or whatever. Right. Anyway. Uh, I don't Penny's like Carrie Russell's character in this Zori not Peggy's <laughs> boat because you know she shows up. <laughs> that was a good swan cut, thing. Whatever we can See all do. Another deep life, cuts. brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she gets the gun on Poe. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I didn't think you'd have the guts to show your face here. Then she gets her ass kicked by Ray and is like, all right, we're cool. <laughs> like, well, Ray is mean? a Jedi. Right, and not that you care, but I think you're all right. I do and care. Like, I, I do care. <laughs> Why would you say <laughs> I really not care that you about care. your opinion, I do stranger? Care. I, but I like you. What yeah, a, that's a like, weird line. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for your validation. Yeah. But they do take us now to the droid cracker, who is my favorite. We're here. Babu Frick. Frick. So basic. You fucking basic alien lovers. All about (laughs) Babu Frick and Baby Yoda. We get it. Adam, what do you think about Babu? I I like Babu. I'm, I'm, I, you know, am I, I, is he my favorite alien? No, I'm still sticking with Claude. But uh, no, I really enjoyed him. And also it's like a safe bet. I took some friends who aren't the biggest Star Wars fans when I saw it in 40X. And it was like, can't wait for Babu to show up because he's fucking cool. <laughs> he's fun as hell. Yeah. I like that he's tiny and he's like working on little robot parts. Like, it's cool. Like, that. that's... And know, I like that um, little now tinker. there's just an alien whose catchphrase is apparently just to go, hey, hey! <laughs> he does <laughs> that like twice a minute. <laughs> he, he's one of those rare <laughs> ones who speaks get his own language and then does a line of basic that's like, yo! Right, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fix now. Droid memory go black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, Carrie Russell has a translate. It, it should, I should be saying Zori, but whatever. Um, she at one point, while they're getting the robot set up, goes up to keep watch. Poe goes with her, and she's like, "Check out this <laughs> coin. It's like my most prized possession." Yeah, you know? isn't it sweet? And then, like five minutes later, <laughs> here you should take this. <laughs> And she invites him. She says, hey, you know, I'm going to get out of here. Any transport on any ship, right? Whatever you need. You want to come with me? Which then at the end of the movie, he's like, hey. Want to kiss? You know, baby. And she's <laughs> like, baby. no. <laughs> she wants to take it slow. She wants to take it slow. I thought it was just right. like she, you know, has these dreams of leaving, but she can't leave. You know, she's got to take care of Babu and, and everyone oh, who's yeah. getting raided by this. She's the last beacon of hope in that town. <laughs> You know, that's what from the two minutes on the rooftop I got. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's where I am. And we do learn uh, earlier that, yeah, um, Poe was a spice runner. He was running drugs. uh, And that's right. That's best line in the episode, though. Right. (laughs) Would be, I would say the you're a spice (laughs) runner. Stormtrooper, you're a spice runner. Scavenger. (laughs) We can do this all day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can do this all day. Yeah. 
I do like some of that, like with them. Yeah, they're bickering. Like, hey, even look in at the this. Very beginning. There's all this shit happening around them. There's like all this terrible movie going on, but you have like three castmates, four with three PO, who like have good chemistry, and suddenly mm-hmm. a movie is enjoyable to watch, yes. like or at least chunks of it. Yeah. Poe has stuff to do. Yeah, the chemistry with them is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah Finn. Yeah, he's Finn mostly stuff. just yells um, other people's names, but <laughs> yeah, he's still yelling Ray as much as he can. <laughs> Chewy, they got him. Um, but after this point. Uh, Babu gets the robot all hotwired. Uh, everyone's downstairs, and we get the, the Sith message, and we get red-eyed 3PO, but before that, he takes one last look at his friends. I, I love this moment with 3PO. He gets something to do in the story. It's a little bit emotional. He always gets shit on. The joke everyone's making, though, is, who, who are your friends? Are they in this room? <laughs> <laughs> everybody hates I him. I would have lost. <laughs> I would have bet so much money uh, after see- after seeing the the looking at my friends line in the trailer. That's when I specifically when I stopped caring about this movie and was like, I want this to be so bad. Like I just want it to be nothing but train wreck. I thought that was so cringy, and uh, it inside of the film it worked all right. You know? Yeah, it works was... in context for sure. It was great, and then we get Kylo. Walk it back. You know, following them yes. to Kojima. What was the planet called? Kajimi. 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 Can we get an update, Adam, on a <laughs> 40X? When you get to Kajimi, are you getting blasted? Oh, you said your water's dead, but is it fucking, I mean, gyrating around? Are we going up and down? Oh, yeah. There was definitely water spraying um, on my friends, but but not on me. There was there was movement really the entire time. So, and also the the best thing were the fans that would blow, you know, because spaceships blow your hair back. And every time you go to warp speed, is it the dude blowing dual smoke out of the bombs? It seemed like. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, lots of smoke. Um, Yeah, through the this translation though, um, on the plot, we learn that like they need the dagger, right, or something. Like he says, "Oh, you got to go to Endor. There's, you know, the Death Star wreckage. Basically, you got to." use the dagger to see where where the entrance is. And they're like, oh, shit, Chewie had the dagger. But they then sense that Chewie's alive. Ray senses that he's alive. Um, and the on the, you know, Star Destroyer that comes by, so they're like, all right, we got to go up there. So we do the old switcheroo, yeah. and uh, Zori gives us the coin to get us access. So thank God you told me what this was so I can use it five minutes uh. later. <laughs> Whew, lucky. Uh, so <laughs> they go up and Kylo comes down and we get a sneaking around in a spaceship uh, mission. Right. Uh, which is another good Star Wars trope. It's okay that we're here. It's great that you're here. We're, it's excellent. Welcome <laughs> forward. I, I do like that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get that a little uh, force trick. Uh, yeah. So the sneaking around part, it ends up uh, resulting in Ray ending up in Kylo's room seeing the Vader thing and the dagger. And then they have another uh, force conversation. I think this is Sexy. one of the coolest ones. It is cool how they they lightsaber fight through time, basically, and (laughs) what does it look like to everybody else? Time and space. (laughs) What are the Knights of Ren seeing? I think we're too assume when that stormtrooper sees him at the end that he's just been watching him swing around and nothing, and that's (laughs) why he's like, they were in my room. You just caught me with my (laughs) pants down. Everything's fine. (laughs) What's cool about Kylo's room to me is everything on on that Star Destroyer is black yeah. right but then his room is is light tent of four right? kind of, of white i noticed right? that as or well Camino yeah. white in there. Yeah. but when we have this conversation with ray and kylo kylo is dressed in black on a nighttime planet and she's dressed in white in the white room oh. right so they're on 
even though she's in his room, they're on opposite sides of the, the force and they're battling. Darth Vader's helmet falls out. So that's where you are. He has to zip back up to the planet. Um, I wonder, no one picked that up. Did they? Like, he had to tell somebody Darth to pick Vader's up helmet. Darth Vader's helmet, please, and bring that with that you. Host. I'm glad Ray, Ray yeah, gets so. Chewie's um, bandolier and everything for him, so that's good, mm-hmm. and that's nice of her. We get a cool running yeah, shot had, where they're doing commando kept stuff, that. like him, Poe, and Finn, and Chewie are just, like, fucking yeah, blowing people the cameras up. Yeah, shooting the cameras great. Hallways and pistols, and, yeah, it's cool. And I love to you know what? I was mad. Chewbacca was still alive, and then I was like, "Ah, it's great to have you back, buddy. You sure are cool." Aww. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> there is a really touching moment with him later oh, yeah. on yes. as well. Oh, um, God. But you know, so they make a rescue to get captured again, and uh, we find out that uh, Hux is like, "I'll kill them myself," <laughs> right? So he takes him. He kills his own guards, which was a phasma moment uh, from the Last Jedi that uh. got cut. So I, and Hux is like, "I was the spy," and I love that he's like. I don't care if you win. I just need Kylo Ren Mike, to lose. Mike, is this He's a like, proper send-off to a character? Because I remember you loved him in Force Awakens. You I kind like of were a little cool on him in Last Jedi where you're like, eh, they're kind of ruining this character a little. Is this is this a good one? I I think this is good for Hux. I think... Um, I like that it's just so petty about Kylo, and at least it's not he's just the butt of a joke. Like, he is kind oh, of yeah. joked with, like, I sense you don't like my mask, but... It's not some crazy religion to him at the end. He fucking just wants to be the one in charge. Yeah, he's like, I need this guy to be demoted. What I don't like, though, Um, is when he just gets killed for, like, out of nowhere. Um, Like, he's a spy, and then the new uh, Imperial officer, played by Richard E. Grant, um, who's, like, the new kind of big bad of the um, the officers, he just kind of kills him, and he's like, oh, he was the spy. So I didn't love that, that he just got blasted I, and died. I liked that it was unceremonial. I kind of liked that it was like, all right, you're fucked, right? Yeah. It's I mean, shocking. But um, he does help them escape. They retrieve the Millennium Falcon, which was also captured on Pasana. Get that, um, uh, that old nostalgia shot out the window. They even like put it. Yep. They put like a film grain over it or something. <laughs> it almost oh, felt yeah. like uh, here's the Millennium Falcon. No, it's beautiful. In a hangar bay and then, again, everybody. Yep. You love the Falcon and hangar bay. <laughs> <You don't look laughs> man. <laughs> no, no. Uh, then we get that epic shot from one of the trailers when the Millennium Falcon's engines blast back all the troopers. Kylo has to steady himself and Ray. But I also on. don't like um, when she jumps. She does like a basically a Jedi force jump to get onto the Millennium Falcon. I didn't like how that looked either. It was a Leia Leia pop. I think it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Finn grabs they did her arm. A lot of I flipping thought it was around cool. in this um, one very prequel style um, Jedi stuff. If you like <laughs> flipping and jumping, this they got it. Um, did they knock you back in the seat, Adam, in 40X when that engine? <laughs> oh hit? yeah, you know that the fans yes. were were blasting. Everything was shaking. Damn. Uh, oh, that's time. really sick. But then, yeah, so they make the escape. Man, I gotta watch this in 40X. <laughs> gotta go a fifth time. Uh, I'll go with so you. So now they have, <laughs> yeah, let's go, bro. <laughs> so they get the dagger and they have everything they need now. Uh, they got Chewbacca, everything you need. You already have it. They go blast it off towards the moon of Endor to investigate Death Star Two wreckage. Find the Wayfinder. We still haven't found the thing to get us. Right, where this we is going to be the fourth location that they've gone to, if you include the Star Destroyer. 
And skipping all the light speed yeah. skipping. You get why Luke gave up on this. All right, so. <laughs> oh, that's true. He, well, he never had a coin from Tori <laughs> Bliss. You know, how, I think how Luke just, it. like, flew to the nearest moon on his X-Wing, <laughs> like, camped, and it rained on him, and he Bullshit. turned around and went home. <laughs> you want the impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my home. All right, on the other side of this, we're going to be talking Death Star 2. back we're talking rise of the skywalker on normies like us um we're talking the endor system i don't know if they ever clarify so it's not the forest moon of endor even though we're gonna see our fuzzy little buddies maybe a little bit later hey. um <laughs> it's just endor so the death star fell on the main planet that's what i understand it's, it's not uh, the moon where the battle of endor happened it's just some other planet in that system that makes sense, I guess. But also, wasn't the Death Star 2, like, completely demolished in Return of the Jedi? Like, there's a big explosion. I don't understand how there's such big pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the left. old guy fucking explodes and falls in a laser chamber, too, Jacob. I don't want to hear And it. not only does he survive, but he finds a way <laughs> off of that planet to Exegol. While it rehabilitated. <laughs> it's... He just spun like Darth Vader the <laughs> He just spin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. But yeah, so we get the Goonies moment. Well, first we meet some some ex-stormtroopers um, with horses who We've got a transmission from Babu. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, remember that guy you just met? He just called us. He said you were on the way. Uh, hello. <laughs> that's right. Some cool warthog horse looking things. I, Very I nice. heard someone uh, with this question posed today. When, when Finn learns that they were ex-stormtroopers, they all, you know, turn their back. Uh, they didn't want to do the killing. There's a line which, why did you do it? And they say, oh, it was just a feeling. And someone mentioned that it would be way better if they would have just said, it's because we heard about you. Like, even when he oh, thought true. he was being a coward, he inspired other stormtroopers. He was yeah, the spark, right. right? Literally. But but also, Finn's just shooting at other stormtroopers throughout oh, yeah. all three of these Let's movies. Let's humanize stormtroopers and keep murdering them. <laughs> these movies he should confused. be a pacifist. I do like that it comes back to his heritage, though. I talked about in the last one how I wish there was more Finn X Stormtrooper stuff, and here we are. Mm -hmm. Literal X Stormtroopers being like, oh, you're Finn. Yeah. And it kind of ties in with like Rose, like, you're the Finn? You know, it's like, I wish they would have had that reaction to him. Like, you're the first guy that like left. Yeah. yeah I like that way better. Uh, this kind of almost makes it like it's about the force or he's like, I just had a feeling, right? And it was that feeling was the force. And now I know it's real. It's like, oh, are all of you force sensitive stormtroopers? Yeah. Or? Was that <laughs> right. the awakening of the force that was happening all over in the first order? Oh, Jedi stormtrooper yeah. converts. Ooh. They still had better technology than cool. the fucking Knights of Ren. At least they had a stun baton. <laughs> yeah, they're not wearing. There was best one car. guy. I don't know if you saw him. He just had a baseball bat. <laughs> That's for real. <laughs> fucking, I bet there is fucking one of them. Is just the warriors. They're just fucking out there. Fucking <laughs> the clown gang. Um, they're each one of the village people. Uh, 
so <laughs> they're chatting, and while they're chatting, Ray sneaks away on her own. She steals one of the skimmers to go and dig around in the in the Death Star Two wreckage. We get to see the throne room, which it would not have survived, but we get to see it. Uh, we get to see the Emperor's but throne. But Mike, hold on, just to slow down real quick. This is the final film in this trilogy. You you were super excited for your lead character to get on a boat like halfway through it and just like do some boating around. Well, I'm she's like, on oh, a wave of like emotions. Sci-fi franchise. Don't yeah. you understand? The oceans represent her feels. Of course, it's very torrid, and her mind's very uh, uh, wild and, and uneasy. I'm going to blow your mind in a little bit here too, so stick with us. <laughs> oh God, I'm excited. <laughs> well, we do get a pretty cool <laughs> lightsaber battle with Kylo. But before that, jumping, we do get a lightsaber waves, battle right? in the Death Star. With Ray versus right. Ray when she goes into the Emperor's little closet. Oh yeah, she sees evil Ray. Trailer bait, right? What do you think about evil Ray? <laughs> I like I her, her little lightsaber that unfolds. I think that's very cool. It's like a Swiss Army lightsaber. Yeah, make a good toy. I love that. Yeah, I love the dark side of the Force isn't just trying to scare Ray. It's also trying to push <laughs> the lightsaber technology that's forward. Right. <laughs> yeah, she has one that no one's ever <laughs> had before, but it's just. You know her her idea. Not only can you wear black, you could have this. <laughs> and, then the, and then she makes a spooky face who, where she has like fangs. It's like Bilbo's face. In Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, Bilbo's face. The, Gala, yes. the jump scare. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's cool. But it is trailer bait. I was kind of bummed that that wasn't more fleshed out. Like it wasn't more of a real. I knew it would be as soon as I saw that in the trailer. I knew that was going to be some kind of hallucin or uh, vision thing that she sees. And that's her yeah. moment, like Luke when he sees himself in the Darth Vader armor, right? Like you know, only thirty seconds. You guys long. say that <laughs> the fucking movie sets up that we could have had clones and, and doubles and stuff. I don't know. In the last movie, they could have gotten some Array's DNA. There, there could have been an evil version of her to fight at the end of this movie. Oh shit, dude! They yeah. both have a doppelganger. <laughs> um, Ooh, and if, they're a die. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If all of the die. Knights of Ren took their helmets off in the last scene and they were all Adam Driver, that would have made more sense to me. <laughs> At least then I would have been like, oh, like, oh, that's fucking nuts. There we go. <laughs> that would have been cool. I would have been but She gets knocked out of the closet, dropping. She finds the Wayfinder and it rolls right into the hands of Kylo Ren. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. And he starts, I can't <laughs> I remember if this it's guy. this scene or on Kajimi, but he basically starts dumping on her like, your parents were nobody, but your grandfather. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> right. So her parents were somebody because they were, her mom, her, no. her mom or her dad was the son or daughter of Palpatine, yeah. right? So they're not nobody. I think it was the father as uh, the son of Palpatine. So uh, they sold you to protect you. So that's what love is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> they sold you to a notoriously unreliable junk trader who could just trade you for, you know, currency. Hypothetically, because they love you, there was an exchange of money in this plan. <laughs> like yeah, they, they profited from it. Blood. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, that's one of the problems. So this is, you know, we learn that she is. You have power. You have his power. You're his granddaughter, Palpatine, right? So Ray Palpatine. Uh, Ray Palpatine. I hate it. I hate it so much. I also much. hate it. Adam? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty useless. I, I don't see the need for it. I want all the dumb, all the other Palpatine stuff. Keep it in. There's no need for me to have her. It's yeah, there's no reason stuff. for it. Right. I think it's more interesting even if it's like, oh, uh, you're a dyad in the force and we don't know why. You're included. In yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Still don't know who you're the best shot we had. 
everything could still happen the same way it happens in this movie if she was just, you know, the daughter of nobody. Like, I think that's so much better because it's like, it's not all just based on, um, you know, dynasties. Like, you can just have someone come from nobody and become like, our the Jedi most powerful bloodlines. Important though, like obviously there was so much talk uh, about the Skywalker bloodline and, and who your grandpa's and stuff. Do you guys? Well, that's prefer, the whole thing. Is like I'm a random Jedi, or your blood's powerful. I like the idea that anyone. It's not about who your parents are. It's about who you are, and like you know, anyone can become powerful with the force. That's what the last Jedi said. And this kind of just takes it all back and says, no, it actually does matter. And you're a Palpatine. That's why you're powerful. It kind of takes power away from her. Yeah. In a way. And and it really kills that scene too, where he's like, Kylo Ren in the last Jedi is like, go ahead, say it like what you already know. And like that scene was so emotional. It's undercut. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think all of you are right. Once again, (laughs) I do just want to say I've seen a lot on Twitter that's like, why does this have to like you're ruining such a good opportunity to spread this out to everyone and make it inclusive. And I'm like, man, I never thought I could actually be a Jedi growing up. (laughs) Like I didn't need to think that like I had a beautiful Jedi bloodline, but I liked having a hero who was like at an unachievable level. Like, oh, this isn't fair. Like. (laughs) <laughs> that that guy has superpowers right. essentially. Right. So I I don't mind it from that angle, like Star Wars having some force in the bloodline yeah. stuff. I just think it was stupid. And I do want to remind you guys because we haven't brought it up in a minute here, but the dead do speak. The dead do indeed speak. It it is weird because <laughs> if the direction that like it or hate it, Ryan pointed them in the direction of you're nobody and it's okay to be nobody. And then it's like, we're turning this yeah. car around. So that's why they don't but feel it, cohesive. Not even that. I mean, yeah. obviously, that's not just the only excuse of it. You guys would say Kit Fisto and Kiati Mundi. Like, obviously, there was no dynasty for those people. You're telling me Count Dooku was the third in the line Unless to be a like Jedi so-and-so? The Skywalkers right. of their respective races. And they're just like the best but, of the best. But, yeah, there's a million Mike, different Jedi. Just to put a different wrench into it, something else that's going on right now, a little Mandalorian thing, doesn't that imply race Jedi is equivalent? You I don't know. I mean with yeah, certainly with what, you know, the other cute alien. Yeah, I mean like you could be more sensitive but based on your midichlorian biology, right? I mean, you know, biome but that's what it all gets down to that's what we're all missing guys is that literally when you stack up those palpatine roids versus that skywalker roids you got midi chlorins going off the charts baby. that's exactly it well it brings up so many questions for me too because it's like well who were her parents like palpatine. why wasn't her parents for some sensitive? college dropout who was a burnout <laughs> who just wanted to like get away from it all not take over the galaxy like his dad smoke a bunch of weed yeah i love that his and who his like uh, rebelling as a teen was like I'm going to go clean up the park and help people cross the street, Dad. I'm going to I'm going to do good. <laughs> the Senate's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he's like And then like, petitions. okay, so That's... who Palpatine's having sex now with who? At, at what point? Episode would, 3. No, it, well, due to the timeline, it would have to be after he gets all messed up because if Rey is his granddaughter, his her parents weren't that old in the flashback. So it has to be weird. Beyond fucking, can I ask you guys this? I asked Jacob this post scene in the movie. Um, This isn't a theory I embrace. This is one I just want to put out there. Do you guys personally follow the Darth Plagueis could have created the Skywalker bloodline? Like he willed Anakin to an existence, created life with the Force. Couldn't Sheev Palpatine also create life with the Force? That's what I would have preferred because I I am. I do prescribe to 
Anakin was made either through the efforts of Plagueis and Palpatine together, but he was made on purpose to be a vessel. But for then Dark Palpatine side. makes her mother, and then her mother has gives birth to Ray, and then Ray's the most. No, important. Palpatine just Palpatine he just, just divine pregnancies some lady who lives in Jakku. He just does it again. You just need that. But then why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't Ray be like his daughter, not his? Well, that's what it should have been, right? Because like you need that desert yeah. air to do the you know the impregnation that's why it had to be Tatooine and it had to be Jakku right it all ties in I love that the desert's part of it <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta it be must be we've got the intrinsical evidence Mike is right midichlorian yeah um, I guess so yeah they flow better through desert they don't like humidity. yeah there's no humidity exactly it's like why bodies preserved and stuff so Ray's midichlorians must be off the charts even compared to Anakin well they are and now we can talk about those force jumps because it's time to fight because she doesn't like what's being told to her and now her and kylo are going to battle it out in waves of emotion that's right i like this fight a lot i like it too it's pretty good you know they're jumping flipping i do like flipping and they jump over some waves what well, and i've said i it like before. that they're flipping but it's it's still a little messy like it still feels very heavy um, in comparison to prequel saber, yeah, battles, it, I think it's better know? done than the prequels for sure. It's it's not dancing; it's somewhere in the middle of like that weight of the originals, but they still have the powers to jump and do this more athletic stuff, which was a favorite of Obi Wan and Anakin. That's why the high ground was nullified. Um, <laughs> and then we get uh, Leia reaching out to her son, Kylo Ren. How do we feel about? Um, Very confusing. She scene. calls out Ben. And in that moment, he's distracted just long enough to where Ray takes Kylo's own lightsaber uh, and stabs him in the stomach. Very dark side of you, Ray. <laughs> I, I, uh, this got me in in the old mm-hmm. the theater at both times. I'm not a big like my eyes don't usually moisten in movies. Even mm-hmm. I'm just like you're a product of Hollywood. <laughs> I'm not being affected, <laughs> right? <laughs> but. Uh, I was just so happy to see like Leia have a death that did seem to fill a story purpose. And it made so much sense to me as it was happening. I was like, Oh, I, I understand like <laughs> that this is what is being set up and this is how it's going to go down. And uh, I liked it yeah. a lot. I agree. Um, I do think I have a major problem due to like, okay, I have a major problem with, with Kylo Ren's eventual fate due to how he, is developed throughout this movie yeah. and the whole trilogy. Maybe um, your favorite character. How are they doing your boy yeah. in this film? I like everything with Kylo up into, including the kiss, uh, but not including his eventual fate, which we'll get to. Yeah, but yeah. I think everything leading up to that is great. I just, yeah. But um, Leia's death, I think is very great. And you get like R2 standing by her deathbed, which is really nice. Yeah. And you get yeah, fan favorite yeah, character really Maz Kanata saying it's going to take everything <laughs> she's got left to do what she's about to do. And then well, she kind of puts yeah. her hand up and goes, Ben. And you're like, oh, what is she doing? <laughs> and yeah, well, Thanks, someone Maz had Kanata. to drop that exposition because I didn't have the line of Carrie explaining what she was doing. So I can forgive it. Um, That's true. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Then stabs Kylo Ren. Feels bad about it. And then heals Feels him. bad. And then heals him. We all feel bad about it. I do think it's it. interesting, you know, they're obviously developing the the whole foreshadowing of the her healing the snake mm-hmm. uh and also i think it's it's pretty clever marketing to have you know the um mandalorian the day before kind of introduce the force healing and now we see it a day later in the new movie 
That's kind of interesting that they how they did that. Get a lot of your. I don't know how I feel about that <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> yeah. like, go ahead and sit with it for a minute. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I, I'm I'm totally cool with it. And they do have it set up with a snake, but she's like, all right, well, fuck this, I'm out of here. She takes Kylo's ship, which does have the wayfinder, and leaves him there, where we get. Another really touching scene, but I have a theory about this. Uh, Han Solo, the dead speak, guys. Oh, oh my God. The dead speak. <laughs> and, and they kind of retread the scene from Force Awakens. You know, I know what I have to do. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And he's, you know, he tears up and he's like, Dad. And Han Solo hits him with the, I know. I, I love this oh, scene. I love it. So much. <laughs> this was like one of the best, probably the best scene in the whole movie for me. Yeah, and uh, um, a friend, a friend of the show, uh, Kyle, he posted. And Adam, you told me this actually. You want to fill us yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Kyle just we were talking about it the day after it came out, and he was like, "I feel, I feel like that was because you know they they intended to shoot that with Carrie and didn't have oh for sure and that was the only way they got him back mm-hmm. in. You know? Yeah, I agree with that too. With I think that's mom. the original yeah. how they're going to do it. And I mean, Harrison Ford, he did great. I mean. He could have shaved and maybe like, you know, tied his hair up a little bit, but <laughs> so unexpected. That's Ben's memory yeah. of his dad. He just looks like But he that. looks more unkempt than he did when he died, so that doesn't really yeah. make sense. But um, it was hard enough to Mark get him in the room. Just roll the camera. Pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a great scene and the, the the mirroring with the scene in The Force Awakens is great where he's like I know what I have to do, mm. but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Uh It's great. That's great. Here's stuff. my take on this whole scene. Um it, literally it's kind of said right like you know no kylo ren is dead my son ben is alive right so ray literally kills kylo ren here and when she heals him that's oh. ben and what i love about this is anakin became darth vader on a lava river and then kylo became ben on a water wave He's you know what i mean the they're rhyming yeah. they're the third acts like it, it's great like JJ, you did it. You, you made some good rhyming, right? Good work. But definitely Leia had something to do with using the Force to kind of convince him to turn good as well, I think. Absolutely. Right? Leia... I would is, say she maybe even planted the image of Han Solo in his head or, or allowed oh, him to have that, that final be. conversation. I know that they yeah. say it's just a memory, but there seems something special It's a memory. It. It's not a Force ghost because Han no, can't come back all. as a Force ghost. I like to think that Leia only distracted him. Got him. I like to think it took all of her energy to Ben. Please don't kill Ray, and then, and and that's what Ray feels is the distraction, and that's when she stabs him. She's especially like, oh, she just saved me, and I killed. Oh, that's pretty. Like, yeah, I'll use all my energy to let Ray stab my son. But her body because also Leia was always already like I know my son is already gone. It's true. It could go that way because then Kylo. It's open, yeah, it's kind of ambiguous. He literally like could have died if he wasn't if saved the mercy of Ray. So he could totally have just treaded in his own head that conversation with his dad. You know, right? Can but I just Ray um, doesn't give up on trying to switch him. Exactly. Yeah, Jacob was saying his sort of issue that he's going to have with him a little later. But if I could point out my problems with Ben Solo going forward. I wish this sequence occurred earlier in the film. Mm. I wish we then got a little more payoff on things like, from here on out, he could have joined the crew. Our crew of good guys had an uneasy alliance where Ray's the only one who likes him, you know, to develop that relationship that we're going to get at the end a little more because otherwise he's kind of just abusive to her. Or we could have gotten a moment where he finally gets on the Millennium Falcon. We went this whole series where he never rides in his father's ship. Yeah, that's true. That's a missed opportunity. You're right. 
Well, here's the thing. I, from the moment he switches and becomes Ben Solo again, officially, he only he doesn't have another single line of dialogue except one time when he does that jump and says, ow. That's the only thing he says. <laughs> Less of the time really? he doesn't talk at all for the rest of yeah, the ben whole movie. Ben Solo is mute. Uh, <laughs> oh Kylo Ren God. is a chatterbox. <laughs> I didn't. He re- just gives you know knowing looks and stuff, but he never says anything. All, so he talks to his crazy. dad and then shuts up. <laughs> that puts on a nice sweater. I, I didn't realize. I, I kind of like uh, because I don't. I don't buy him as a character that could be so transformed to be stable. Yeah, like, I still see him really not understanding like social norms and like dealing with people too far gone. And I kind of like that his dad turns him around for just long enough for him to like storm the castle. Mm. Sure. And be a hero. And well, he definitely can't be redeemed for his crimes. Like he's done too many bad things to just totally become a good guy. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't end it yeah, with him just yeah. joining the rebels, giving him a medal. Up, guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Um, so Rafe fucks off out of there in his ship and then he's, Gonna have to find it. He's he's kind of he's here for a little bit until we get to Exegol. But uh, Ray goes to Octu because she's really upset with the reveal of her parentage and feels you know maybe not good enough. And she has destroyed Kylo's ship and is burning it and is about to burn right. another very important thing. Uh yeah, not a fan of this uh, moment. Either. So this is another I like fuck she you, says, last I'll Jedi. Just live here. I like that she does follow up with <laughs> his backup That's plan. What you did. She's like, yeah, this makes sense. He did it. I should do this too. And he's like, no, you're fucking crazy. I was fucking crazy too. Yeah, I mean, and she crashes Kylo's ship just so she can't get off, even if she wanted to. Apparently, just like Luke put his ship under the water. You know, she she right. doesn't want to get out. She throws the lightsaber into the fire, but. Uh, Uncle Luke catches it, which is a sort of a middle finger halfway to the last <laughs> yeah. Jedi. I'd say. Not how you treat About a lightsaber, a young lady. How dare you throw this lightsaber? He mansplains to her. Oh, no. <laughs> also, speaking of the lightsaber, are we just forgetting that that lightsaber was broken in half in The Last Jedi and they never explain? No, it's, it's got a leather year. band around the yeah. middle. Yeah, oh, it's got so a band-aid. That's great. It does. It has a band of le- leather around the middle, so they tied it back together. Oh, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> hey, you know, they got a little solder joint in there. They probably got Babu Frick could probably fix that thing. They got, they that, got that gorilla. They got their own. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah they're fine. <laughs> um, but she was carrying around the pieces of it. with. It, so she had it. They had to just fix it. Right. I guess. Um, she throws it. Force Ghost Luke appears, catches it. Oh, he sits down. Throw this. Yeah, we get a ghost sitting down again, just like Obi-Wan did. And and Yoda. I love when the ghosts <laughs> sit. Right. And looking but, just as equally like, where'd you get this hairpiece? And oh, guys. In the tradition of Force Ghosts. And the dead are speaking again, here. dude. Once again, the dead are speaking. It's so and we great. get a Force Ghost using the Force, which I don't know if we've ever seen before, till when he at the yeah, end, that. when he lifts the X-Wing using the Force. Have we ever seen a force ghost like that use the just force lightning. to, to such an using the lightning, yeah. Oh, true, true. So now, like, yeah, just be dead. Like, wh- why don't you just show up and fight the Emperor then? Like, you can use the force, <laughs> yeah. you have lightning. I like to imagine that the Jedi are so busy on their other plane fighting more future oh, ghostly yeah. Jedi battles that they can really only pull away and they're like, this, this shit doesn't even matter. Uh, but they don't. Like How Dr. Manhattan. Guys, he just literally lays it on her here. The quote from the trailer where he says it's the, the role of a Jedi to confront their fear. And then mm-hmm. he continues it with, in the film, and you must defeat Emperor Palpatine or the world will be destroyed. And it's all your fault, basically. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. why are you saying this to me, Mark Hamill? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> a thousand generations living you now. You, hey, you know, they told me to kill my dad. I wouldn't do it. But you know what? I'm telling you to go kill your grandpa. Yeah, you have fucking to. better. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what a good ghost would do. Tell you to do some, you know, some, some family Something killing. Something wrong. It yeah, is always like the cosmic riddle. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. So he, he gets her ass in gear. They pull the X-Wing up. Should, should she have done that? Or is it him completing his Jedi arc because he could not do it in, in Empire? Ooh, I don't know. Can I ask a different question here? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, just no. to, the, to the guys who have seen it all. When he is lifting it up there, does the Luke ghost have two hands? Or does he just have one metal hand still? I tried to look. He's like the other one. He doesn't like reveal. I, did anyone notice that? I should have really it gloved? I bet it's I still notice. gloved. But but it's like I hope that he's together still. I hope that every part of him's in Jedi heaven. I would have to now watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> they would have shown a close up because they need to. Yeah, I gotta I gotta keep an eye out. Shit, for that. I watched it four times. All right, number five, forty X, Adam. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so it. then the uh, red five. I I like him lifting yeah, it. I like it. It's, it's fine. It's at that point he's already been on screen as a ghost for a long time, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let let me see Mark Hamill do it. But shouldn't Ray be the one to lift it? I don't know. Nah, because why not? <laughs> everyone, movie, everyone with the lost. Let me see Mark Hamill. Oh my god, <laughs> Mark Hamill gets a nice it. little grin. Okay, Luke's but I do like. You know, we get the flashbacks to Leia training to be a Jedi. Absolutely. Which I do yes. like. Oh, that's right. But Before you go, I need max. to tell you about the secret lightsabers, but I better <laughs> right, set that Leia's up real lightsaber. quick. I don't like, however, how basically she's like, I can't train to become a Jedi because I know that my son, it's going to lead my son down the dark to the dark side, but he goes to the dark side anyway. So she really gave up being a Jedi for basically nothing because it still happened anyway. So I'm not a huge fan of that. But I do like the flashbacks. We get young face Luke and young face Leia. I think they yeah, look pretty serious. good in that little fight. So he, he not scene. only does he catch the lightsaber and say a Jedi's weapon needs to be treated with more respect, he drops a bomb on us that, you know, after that training montage, like he has Leia's lightsaber just chilling in his little octu, uh in, in his room. And That's right. He, and we so get the, uh, beautiful lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, what do we think about that? Like, I like that she was trained as a Jedi, right? It helps explain Leia Poppins. And I like her lightsaber. Adam, what do you think about this? Uh, I I love it. Seems very EU to me, all of it. Right out of the... It looks like the Splinter of the Mind's Eye cover, them training in the woods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. I do like like that that. flashback. Um, We see young Luke and Leia through the magic of uh, movie making, uh, CGI, (laughs) whatever. yeah, c- cool little training sequence with them. It's a very smart smooth to use saber. The blast shields, you know, the training masks. Right. So they're like hidden under the visor. Yeah. You only see their faces briefly. Uh, no, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, I thought in it looked dark. pretty good. Yeah, I think it was. And it was appropriate because I was worried that they were going to CG Carrie Fisher like Rogue One style and it was going to yeah. be not tasteful. But I think they, they did. Yeah, it definitely looked better than Rogue One. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, them not talking helps a lot. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> That's true because Tarkin looked kind of weird whenever he would talk in that. Um, so we learned, yeah, officially, you know, she was training Ray in the beginning. We learned that she was trained by Luke and even bested him that day during training. And then she decided to hang it all up because of her vision, you know, of her son going to the dark side if she completed her training. So also, she was then integral in him turning back to the light side, which we'll see more of that repercussions later. But Luke gives the big pep talk saying, you know, yeah, you have to face your fear and uh, take both lightsabers to Exegol. 
and go do the damn thing. A thousand generation of Jedi live in you now. And like we said, with a human hand or a robot hand, we do not know. He lifts the X-Wing <laughs> up. And Red 5 is back in the air, people. I love this. She gets to wear the helmet for real she that does. she wore pretending. That's right. right. In Force um, Awakens. Yeah. That's a good payoff, yeah. And yeah. it's a T-65. It looks so much cooler than those uh, those new X-Wings. Oh, yeah. Poe's jealous for sure. <laughs> and um, luckily, there's another Wayfinder in Kylo's ship that it's not, has not been destroyed, so she just takes that and plugs the USB into it and off to Exegol. So I say then, let's do one more break here. We'll transition and then we'll come back. It's time to go to Exegol and strike me down. Next. We're back. We keep saying its name, folks. We're on the planet Exegol, the secret Sith location. Adam brought it up before. You have to fly through a magic red cloud. Do you guys like the supposed navigation skills you have to have to do this feat of strength? It seems useless once she just drops the blips on the map. I mean, it, it's, it's a hidden planet. It needs to be hidden somehow. We've already had enough MacGuffins and explainaways. Yeah, sure, just... It's hard to get to until it's not. Um, my girlfriend was saying, what, what was that about? How did that work? And I proceeded to bullshit with, without having any idea how it actually works. <laughs> that you get the coordinates to that cloud from the Wayfinder, but it doesn't tell you where to, to hyper, what angle to mm. hyperspace out of. So you have to go in and see the internal structure of the clouds, fly around them on the path that it plots, and then hit hyperspace at a certain exit point to reach your destination. That's how I think that I like that sound works. I'll buy yours. Yeah, I'll take two. But Actually, it is very silly. It's cool in red, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the color in this movie is gorgeous. It's so blue. Exegol is way more blue than I imagined, probably because yeah. there's so many orange tones on the desert planets. They're like, all right. But we get down to it. Do you guys like the structure, Mike? Do you like the floating pyramid that it seems like you have to travel endlessly into the middle while you hear chants of, oh? I like it a lot, actually. You're seeing it on the intro, the lightning storms. It's very, like, very it's a, spooky. And the Emperor is so fucking scary looking. Like, I love me some ham, you know, some cheesy Palpatine from the prequels. But this is, like, the scariest he's ever been, legit. Yeah, he's, he's pretty scary. Adam, it's what are those, your thoughts those on this? missing fingers that scare me the most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love his, his strobe light, like, super white face. Um, and I like Sith Temple. I like seeing a legit, straight out of a video game Sith Temple. Ooh, you just reminded me of the Melky Eyes. I did like the Melky Eyes. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, his eyes are very milky until he gains full power. Then you see his eyes again, and they're like, you know, yellow. Sith yellow weird. again. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the whole um, audience of like robed Sith people in the auditorium. I didn't know what the they dementors. were about. Yeah, the Dementors. Uh, I like to like imagine the those are just a projection. Sith? But are they like spirits or are they there like physically? Like I was a well, little confused about that. The dead speak, Jacob. Dead speak. Mm, that's uh, true. I think 
I think they're a ghost because Palpatine, he loves theatrics, right? You know, True. he loves making you look out a window while he gives a speech about how everyone's going to die. You know, he likes to wear crazy robes and be the Senate. So I think he just like put the Sith ghosts out there like you're outnumbered. They want you to feel alone is a line that Poe said, I believe. And what? he's making her feel alone. Well, sorry. Sorry. Why? Why isn't the the whole army made out of ghosts? That's what I thought initially was happening. Uh, it seems more plausible to me, uh, or plausible to me, that everyone be ghosts. Yeah. Then we've got a million people living underwater. And well, I had some questions. Yeah, like, about yeah. that too. Where That's did all these weird. star destroyers? He just built these star destroyers. They're all fully crewed. Like uh, I don't know. I guess he could have had a personal like secret extra fleet on the side during the empire that but was there's like a, chilling. a million of them and you know right. how many people it takes to fully crew a star destroyer like where is he getting all these people from and they all have planet killing wef- weapons guys <laughs> yeah. every star one of them are planet how many planets do they need to kill i all thought they them. already destroyed the entire republic well they do demonstrate those weapons right too and they're like target a planet that they know and they, they go to kajimi i'm like i Kind of don't give a shit about this yeah, place. Why are you doing it yeah. there? Oh, not Babu Frick, though. But it's a practical explosion, Adam. What do you think about that? It looked cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciated the explosion, but it was pretty overwhelmed by, like, really? We're going to blow up more planets? Yeah. The fleet's enough. And again, the hubris of, like, just send out one for now. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, just send them all and blow right. everything up. These are the same guys that got killed by Ewoks, Mike. That's true. Also, he was troops. <laughs> he was able to build all these ships, but yet they need this like GPS system f- for them to get guided out of Exegol, involving like a radio tower and stuff. One single radio tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about building the I ships, right? The, the dark, the dark side of the force is a pathway to abilities some consider to be unnatural. Unnatural. <laughs> some of those <laughs> abilities even better than the dead speed. Having look, an entire look. fleet. <laughs> That's unnatural as fuck, dude. I don't know what you think. <laughs> True. That's why I love it. Like, I love shitty, cheesy, terrible Palpatine with no explanation. But it's at the same time, like, the biggest problem with the movie. Because you could have had Kylo Ren just on his own, like, I'm running everything. Fuck this. I'm looking for Sith artifacts. Who knows? But, like, now it's the Palpatine show. I'm, right. I'm signed up for that ride, and I love it, but it is an issue. Like, where do the people uh, come from? Do they eat? Agreed. Yeah, they're not first order like. Yeah, logistically, runoffs. it doesn't make sense. And the yeah. first order gets integrated into that fleet. Final but order. I love the still, name. Yeah, the final order. Extra Pretty. red armor. Yeah, they don't really explain armor. that. The Sith that, troopers. That'll make a good toy. We'll make old ships, but new. <laughs> armor. Yes. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, I did have that fever dream that there was going to be an all-red ship that did not come to fruition, Would have been so cool. Just a red Duraplast ship. Why not? So Ray's in there to face him down, right? And he's doing his typical Emperor shit. He's like, look out this window. Your friends aren't going to survive, right? It's all your fault. Second movie in a row. (laughs) And he's like begging her to strike him down. Come he just on. wants to be struck down so bad. It turns out the <laughs> prophecy of my granddaughter hitting me with a stick makes me my own granddaughter. It's like, oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> this did is the all same leading shit. to this. Yeah, huh? 
his plan doesn't make any sense because he changes like his motivation like them. three different times. Like first he wants Ray to strike him down. Then when Kylo shows up, he wants to like absorb both their powers. Drain the dyad. But then yeah. like what was his plan was to get Kylo to lure Ray to Exegol, but then Kylo would also show up at some point. I don't I don't know if he has a concrete plan. He just seems to be making it up as he goes he's, along. Go kill Ray. It's <laughs> like he's he's doing long form improv in front of his audience of adoring fans. The man <laughs> the man is an improviser. The blackest box theater. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. I I, I got to think of a better pun for like an exegol improv troupe. <laughs> the exegols change. <laughs> he does do costume change. They're everybody uh, who, you know, went to UCB for two classes. <laughs> right, right. The free ones. I, I have written in my notes literally like Palpatine runs one play. Like it's his favorite thing. Right. Even <laughs> as Snoke, he's like, strike down your tree. He, he like he loves getting struck down. I don't know what it and is. He has so one weakness, Adam said, which is oh, I'm yeah. just, I'm uh, so scared of the finger nubs. <laughs> the finger nubs are very scary. And his biggest weakness <laughs> throughout the whole series is that he can't stop his lightning. Like he can start it, but he can't stop it. And he always gets like, that's always a weakness for him. And it causes him to get fucked up in some way. Yeah. You ever have like a, a real, a real big P, you know, it's hard to turn <laughs> yeah, it's it like off. Hard, it's hard you to just yeah. let it go, man. <laughs> yeah. It's which hard to is stop so it midstream. Unlimited so- streaming. <laughs> which he, he fucking streams unlimited. Man, when you know, right. he blasts all the shit, he absorbs the diet. Well, let's let's walk it back because, you know, Ray's getting shown that she has no hope. And um, Kylo Ben, well, it's Ben Solo now. He he eventually arrives. Ben Solo looking great in his nice space sweater. gap sweater. And he's uh, emperor's, you know, expositating. He's saying Luke Skywalker was saved by his father. The only family you have here is me. And then, boom, Kylo's showing up, you know, Um and then she's going to strike him down, but psych dyad move. Very cool. Very cool. What I like about this is she gives him Anakin's lightsaber, and then she proceeds to use Leia's. Right. Adam, thoughts? Oh. It, was, uh, it was exciting. You know, they set it up. I was, I was fine with the building it up. Like, yeah, I get it. Just go ahead and pay it off. And I yeah. liked it. I thought it was a great way to pay off the, the whole, like, cutting back and forth. Ray, I, the the entire dyad scenario. For I was sure. down for it. I was happy, like I was in the throne room. Yeah, I think that was great. And yeah. I just liked that he had that line in the Last Jedi, that lightsaber, or no, Force Awakens. It belongs to me. And then she actually hands it to him as Ben. Right, um, and he then has to fight, obviously, the Knights of Ren. And do you like the little shrug that he gives right before he starts the best fighting? Best moment, the best moment in the movie. <laughs> the weird little I head tilt, like Jacob brought up. He gets no lines going forward. He doesn't say anything like "Sorry, my lost brothers" or "Turn to my side, forgotten <laughs> no, children of the shrug. Force." He gets a weird little head shrug, and then he starts hacking them up. To me, that's a very Han Solo thing to do. It's like, yeah, we're he gonna does fight in Return of the Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. I do feel bad kind of for the Knights of the Ren. Like, it's like, but we were the boys. We were supposed to kill all the Jedi, bro. Yeah. What happened? Bros before hoes, dude. Haven't you ever heard of that? Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, what I like about then Ray is at the same time fighting all these Sith guards because, you know, she's got to do something too. And I like her segment of this fight with Leia's lightsaber because she's not attacking anyone. She's just deflecting their attacks into them, like using their aggression against them. 
She like slams one guy like into the hole, but mostly she's just defending, which is like, oh, she's really on the path of the, the yeah, Jedi. Very Obi-Wan style of fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they team up together. He starts giving them both the, the Zuck, uh, the Dyad, double Zuck, as I like to the call it. The mentor is sucking the life force out of him. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll become my granddaughter. Oh, wait, no, fuck this. I'll just like feed. <laughs> and then yeah. his fingers grow back from the life force, which is Thank nice. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that the Jedi have heal and the Sith have life drain. I just that. wish he would have turned into episode one Palpatine or episode free <laughs> yes. transformation Palpatine. Would have been cool. That would have been interesting. And I wanted him to say unlimited power when he destroyed all those spaceships. Oh, he definitely should have. <laughs> but he only did like an EMP blast. Like they, they didn't blow up, charge. but, but they shut so down. Big. <laughs> yeah, it was and for and for everybody to be like, "Oh, what oof. was that?" and just BB-8 to be like, rah, 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 <laughs> like exploding. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And so all hope is like lost, right? Like, oh, we're fucked. No one's coming. You know, like last time we sent uh, out word for the cavalry. Last Jedi, they didn't come. Poe has get, this nice little monologue about to everyone about sorry, how guys. failure. <laughs> I'm not as good as Leia. Um, sorry. Yeah. And then we get your uh, Avengers oh, Endgame yeah. on, on your, your left. left. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lando bum, comes bum, back, bringing the bum, cavalry bum. with him. Here's my pitch. That should have been Kylo Ren. Oh, Kylo Ren Kylo's should have gathered stuff. the forces. No, but he, he shows up kind of late anyway. Uh, I don't know. Like it. Just let him do something. No, we need a Kylo with, but the whole. You just shift the timeline of when the yeah, cavalry push that back. Oh. Yeah, Ray could have had a little more uh, urgency by fighting off Palpatine alone, knowing that she didn't back up. I like that, Mike. Yeah, but it and, gives Lando and, something to do, and Chewie, you know. Right, but here's my pitch, right? Endgame works on your left because that's all of Captain America's friends, right? And we know them, right, as film goers. But, like, the average audience doesn't give a shit about Lando. We do, but, like, the kids don't, right? True. As a part of, like, Ben trying to, you know, redeem himself, he still needs to die in the end, but it could have been something. But anyway, uh, that's just my thought. But then we like the line, it's not an army, it's just people. It's just people. Yeah, I'm okay. That also is like, I'm Ray Nobody. Like, it, you don't have to be a big thing. Yeah. You can be just a person. But also so. having Lando have, you know, Lando is like, he's like a charismatic guy. So, like, they didn't come to Crate in The Last Jedi. Because they don't like up. Leia. But once Lando comes around, like, everyone's like, all right, we'll, we'll fight for yeah, Lando. I want to hang out with Lando. <laughs> <laughs> just like old times, Wedge, come on. Let's go <laughs> fly right. some ships. Uh, what I waited for for so long, the return of Wedge Antilles. Boy, was yeah. it. Oh, did it burn bright and fast. Okay, kidding, Boy, was it a single close-up. Nice little shot of Wedge. <laughs> we get like every ship, though. There's like the Razor Crest. There's the Outright. Like every ship ever is at this battle. So that's pretty cool. But it is a lot of ships, just like it was a lot of lightning. Um, yeah. But we get the much more personal drama of the land battle on top of the Star Destroyer that they, for some reason, won't just tilt over a little. Right. <laughs> oh, How dare you. Jam their speeders. Oh, they're not using speeders. They're using horses. What? Oh, <laughs> oh no. I only wish that it was the horses from Canto Bite and somehow they were there, too. I wish they were the horses from oh, yeah. Monty Python. They, oh. <laughs> 
they should have been the Canto bite horses. Yeah, like Ray and Fi- uh, Rose no, and Finn. No, it should have been Obi Wan's weird things. squawking thing. Blah, 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 <laughs> oh, the lizard the thing. <laughs> all it could have been all of them, guys. They could oh, have been, been all of them, guys. Of them. All the weird Nobody's riding really monsters <laughs> from Star Wars lore. <laughs> Jesus, Tauntauns. Yeah. Not just every ship, but every creature. If you, took, if you took just this chunk of the movie with the lightning in the sky and people running around on a Star Destroyer and every ship and all the people, and you showed me that in isolation, I would have said this is exactly what I was talking about when I wanted it to be terrible and crazy. This is... It's yeah. it's my least favorite favorite part of the movie is all of this, but it's also everything I wanted from this movie. Yeah. yeah, there's some painful lines from Poe in this scene when, like, who's that flyer? And Zori's like, think again, Spice Runner. And he's like, Zori, you made <laughs> hey. it. It's like, oh, my, my you're making me character. hate Zori Bliss so much. I love it. I hate her, man. I like uh, Zori Bliss. Come on. Yeah, she's just pointless. Like, here's my favorite. Qu- anyway, I, she I seems like she's a Power but, uh, Ranger. <laughs> but there's something he said some Why shit like that she too. Why couldn't she been a Power Ranger? She you know, all kind of, she's wearing a weird armor. You know, lots of weird armor in Star it's Wars. It's everybody. She probably Lando, only showed up. Zordon, Sonic the Hedgehog. It does a full. It does a full. It's pre-Sonic. It's just a full. It's just a full Ready Player One moment at the end. I'd be like, yeah, Voltron. Let's go. Sure, oh man, it's like there's a line in the Last Jedi when he's like, "She drew them off, all of them." <laughs> it's like Poe is constantly just explaining like the exposition of the battle in in the cockpit. But yeah, he's so then we go back to the hall. <laughs> <laughs> he's fighting through that <laughs> ship. <laughs> he's eating a chili dog. <laughs> Uh, horses in space. Horses in is space. a little wild. Taking and out the giants in space. Gun, but they're like, okay, destroy the radar dish. They turn the radar dish off and put it on a ship. Then just why not let all the ships have it? Finn can no, it's point. only from one ship. It's got to be from one point. It's just how yeah, it works. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> That's true. That's true. How dare I? The dead speak. Um, the, the, the dead, dead speak. speak. And in this moment, we get the rallying, the ships coming back. Uh, Kylo Ren gets thrown in a hole. He says, you know, as I fell, so too will the... You, know, you fall. He throws Ben. But solo here's in the, the hole. thing, Emperor Palpatine. You survived that fall. You shouldn't just bank on somebody being <laughs> yeah. thrown down a hole and dying. That's your whole thing. If I've learned anything in Star Wars, it's I... that throwing anyone in a hole doesn't kill them. No. Boba Fett probably survived. Darth Maul survived. Palpatine survived. I'm sure Phasma's out there. But, you know, uh, Obi Wan like, survived. I'm sure Phasma I is dig it extra deep. <laughs> I told them to dig it very deep. You'll see. Yes, deep. Yes. The yes. biggest hole, That's Kylo. for 30 years. <laughs> He's been digging the deepest hole in it's the as galaxy. as deep as the hole through two Death Stars. He fell. Guys, keep in mind, he fell into the middle of a space station that was already exploding, and then it exploded. So, and then it and fell, fell to, to planet. another planet and probably exploded again when it hit the ground. And he survived that. Oh, and he thought fucking throwing this dumb asshole into a fucking <laughs> hole would kill him. That's why Palpatine's the best. He's like I love so, this movie. can't kill him. So but then and we then get, you know, obviously later, Ray, you know, <laughs> passed out. Here's here's the part that I like. Okay, this is this is a really good part, I think. This is bringing it in, yeah. You know, Ray again, she's kind of, you know, needs some motivation. She's she's unconscious or something. She starts hearing all these voices. Who is it? It's all the different 
Jedi. And she says, be with me. Be like with she me. Does. That's the, her first line of the film is be with me. Right. So she's trying to connect with the Jedi and she can't and gets frustrated in the opening. And she right. reaches out one last time. And then we get a little montage, which I really liked. It was kind of a cool fan thing. Um, you know, you got Qui-Gon, you got Obi-Wan, you got Anakin, you got Ahsoka. Mace Windu, Mace Windu, Yoda, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. Kanan Jaro from Rebels, and you get a That's couple right. other different Jedi. Freddie Prince. You get young Obi-Wan and old Obi-Wan. Very strange. And you get Hayden Christian Anakin. So pretty cool little cameos there. Yoda. Adam, do you think like... <sighs> Like, so Kiati Bundy got gunned down. Is he a force ghost? <laughs> yeah. Is Mace Windu a force ghost? I thought like, it was weird because there's no Kiati Bundy, no like Kit Fisto or Plo Koon, but then you had like Ayla Secura and like some other ones that aren't as well known. It's yeah. clearly Yoda was holding on to this information he learned from Qui Gon and only giving it to Jedi that he liked. That's <laughs> right, but that's true. We we usually see people fade away when they're going to be able to the dead speak, but these are just they got wrecked in Order sixty six, and they're just yeah. saying, "Hey, Ray." Well, these aren't necessarily ghosts; these are just voices in her head. So maybe she oh, she contains yeah. all the Jedi in her. Yeah, obviously. but some baller so lines. We get uh, we get Anakin saying, "Bring balance to the Force, Ray." As I did, we get Kanan like Jaren saying. The heart is a weapon though. of a Jedi, and you get uh, Qui-Gon mm-hmm. saying, like, I missed what it was, but something, like, really mythical and stuff. And I was like, ooh, Qui-Gon. <laughs> yeah, it was good hearing Qui-Gon's voice come back. I I, I wanted to see, though, the fucking the class photo. Like, here's all the blue right. Jedi ghosts Go, standing here's behind the thing. her. Go full Harry Potter. You know, give me the Force yeah. ghosts here. Now I've read today, Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams said, why not? If you're going to do the full fan service, do it. Uh, the screenwriter said today, we thought it would take away the impact of seeing the two ghosts at the end are Skywalkers on the desert planet if we showed you a mm. bunch of other ghosts. Guess what? No, it wouldn't. I need to see <laughs> every <laughs> ghost appear behind her. I would take every hand touching her lightsaber as it comes up and fucking strikes the Emperor, you know, and that they do it together. Oh, man. That would be dope. But somehow they, you know, yeah. they got Alec Guinness saying It Ray. was still a good moment. They had, you know... I thought, you know, it was cool. It was subtle enough that I liked it. It was like when he told him that Vader betrayed your father. They just Yeah, they just isolated a little audio (laughs) from him, probably. I can do that in the podcast. Um, It was a good moment, though, because finally she's able to connect with the Jedi. She's the Palpatine, but she's the one that the Jedi rally behind. Right. And she's able to stop... The lightning with one hand. I just wish she used two hands on the lightsaber because she does it one-handed. Well, what? That's all it takes. <laughs> one lightsaber is not enough, one. but you know what it is? Two She's lightsabers. Mace Windu the almost did it. <laughs> just needed one more lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, he couldn't turn off his lightning and he melts away into nothing. And then he and says, no, I am all again. the Sith. And then Ray says, I am Iron Man, right? Oh, wait, no, that's not <laughs> Yeah. <right. laughs> she snaps Dang, her man, fingers. She says, I am all the Jedi. And then Ahsoka's ghost says, except for me, I, I am <laughs> no <not> Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not with I them. I might still be alive even. Um, yeah, who knows what I'm doing. So what do we think of this uh, idea that he's all the Sith, she's all the Jedi? It's confusing. Yeah. It's a little confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's a metaphor. Yeah. I, I would have thought it was a metaphor if it weren't for all the Jedi <laughs> reaching out to her in space. But And all the Sith ghosts. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
Um, it is cool though that when he's saying, "Oh, you'll have the throne," it's like the Ralph McCreary like original drawing. Yes. Oh, oh that is recycled. But so her so. being the most powerful Jedi and containing all the knowledge of all the Jedi, apparently, don't you think that a lot of this kind of undercuts the original trilogy where you know Luke was supposed to be the chosen one? and bring balance to the force, but then it kind of undercuts everything. If the emperor survived and he wasn't the chosen one because shit still happened afterwards. And then Ray was even more powerful than him. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a problem. I, I think we could definitely have that full conversation on the wrap. Yeah. Uh, Cause I do have those same concerns. It's, it's very strange, but um, to run through the end here, she does uh, kill Palpatine. Everybody's freaking happy. There's a celebration. Chewie gets um, the medal. Chewie, Gets the medal. Is this Han's medal? That's what I come to understand. Because he gets one in a comic or something. Like, he's had his. Yeah, that's what everybody says. But, Mike, the other thing Uh, that everybody's disputing now is the first novel that came with the the Force Awakens. It was all about those, like, Jedi trees that give everybody their power and stuff. Also mm. talks about how uh, Han Solo, to go back to his smuggler ways, to spite his ways, sold his original medal for beer money. So it's anachronistic to that. Oh, Keystone. Right. Nice. So, but we're also... <laughs> Ride the silver bullet into space, baby. <laughs> so Chewie gets his medal. Smooth, we're skipping like some Han important Solo. stuff, too, right? Yes. So Kylo obviously comes, climbs out of the hole. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, Ray from the power of, of destroying the Emperor dies, possibly, or gets knocked mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, Ky- Kylo comes up. You know, he's so overcome by emotion. He's holding her dead body. And then he uses the force, his his own force power to bring her back to life, causing him to eventually die. But first they share a nice little kiss. Then he disappears and dies. I love Adam, do you like the kiss? Um, I, I love uh, Adam Driver's reaction to it. Uh, I, I actually, I like all of it. I, I was mostly worried that it was going to get more and more messy. And I was like, oh, no, nice. He gets a kiss and then he dies. Sure. Yeah, I, I think he sorry, he shouldn't have become a forest ghost. Yeah, he should have just died and been a body. Yeah, like he shouldn't have faded away. Mm. I don't think he deserved that. Um, the kiss, not my favorite thing. Yeah, I'm just kind of sad though because apparently now Palpatine fucks and Kylo <laughs> probably died a virgin. If yeah. he disappeared, Mike, he should have appeared with the ghosts at the end, and that should have been the family that she oh, saw in the distance, been, yeah. or they could have had their own family. Or was like her he should have stayed and his body should have been burned like Vader. Either or would have been a more perfect send off instead of like this weird like, oh, by the disappear. way, everybody. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and so then here's in the next three movies, his grandson can have his broken mask. Right. Oh, nice. <laughs> and sweaters. And we can reboot <laughs> this trilogy. I guarantee Adam that that kiss made her pregnant. <laughs> oh, they're a dyad. So... Yeah, someone's going to come along, find Kylo's lightsaber. Yeah. Um, but here's my well, that's take. That's in the right? ocean. So yeah. I like the kiss. I like the little smile he gives afterwards. You know, very nice. All the Raylos can be happy that they, they got the kiss and everything. I wanted to take Ben's hand. <laughs> I don't think right. that he should have died at all. Because here's the thing. Narratively, over the course of three movies, Han... Uh, Luke and Leia all sacrificed themselves in one way or another to prevent Kylo from going to the dark side or to try to get him back to come to the light side. Um, I would have 
had him not die because if he's dying, then all three of them sacrifice themselves just for him to redeem himself at the end and then die right afterwards. I would have had him. Poetry rhymes. Yeah. Mm. I think, you know, he could have lived and obviously he couldn't be integrated back into society because he did a lot of bad things, but I would have had him maybe become like an outcast like some of the Jedi do, like Obi-Wan and stuff. But I would have had him like go back to Jakku or somewhere and just have to think about his sins and become a hermit for the rest of his life. That's yeah, or he just goes to jail for a while. Like, yeah. Just what is, what does repentance look like? Yeah. That's how um, I would have done it. But to have him die in the end, it takes the narrative power away from all of the original three sacrificing their lives to save his soul. And now this is just, Return of the Jedi. Right. And it's called the, the Rise of Skywalkers. There's no Skywalkers left. Like, he was the last Skywalker. And, like, Excuse Ray me. I'm allowed Skywalker to choose whatever <laughs> identity I want. And I can, I yeah. can Rise choose of my Palpatine, gender yeah. is a Skywalker. But, and the other thing is, Ray's whole arc is that she's afraid of being alone. Her parents left her. Her family abandoned her. Now, she she gets to be happy for a minute with Kylo, and then he abandons her by dying. So, her she's back to being alone again, facing her biggest fear. So... I wouldn't have done that. Done it that way. But the Jedi will be with you. The Force will be with you always. Yeah. He he stopped yeah, he someone never... from dying. He became the ultimate Jedi. Oh, yeah. I, it's great that he did that. But I just to have him die right oh. afterwards. I don't know. I don't like it. And you know, I like. I I'm a big Kylo fan, and I like everything in this movie with him up until that point. I, I'm generally okay with it. I think it's a good arc for Kylo. I look at these this trilogy as the Kylo trilogy. Like yeah. I think that he has the strongest story for sure. I, yeah. I do like your, your hermit idea. I could, I could have been down with that, but then I would have worried that, Oh no, they're going to, you know, do something awful with Kylo's storyline in the future. Yeah. But it leaves it open for something down the line, I guess. Yeah. So she then takes the two lightsabers to Tatooine. We see a familiar moisture farm. She does a little sledding like she <laughs> right. did in the uh, But how would she even know? She's never even been to Tatooine. Wee. How does she know where the, the moisture farm uh, is? Chewbacca. Come on, R2's you know, on the ship. He fucking bleep blops it in. Yeah. That's the least problem of this movie. <laughs> she does sled. You know, she loves to sled in sand, I guess. But she's good old Ray again. But so she uh, buries the lightsabers w- by d- banking a deep hole with the Force. Oh my God! I taught her. She's my granddaughter. <laughs> now I've brought this up to Jacob several times <laughs> off pod. I'm seeing a lot of confusion online for this final moment. People think she's doing some sort of magic combining ritual to meld the lightsabers together to make the yellow lightsaber. No, I've no. seen people be like, that's so Nonsense. cool that she uses that new force power at the end of the movie. No, absolutely not. She is no. burying, burying those, them those lightsabers. For some reason, so I have no idea why. someone can dig yeah. them up in episode 10, 20 years from now, someone can dig those up on Tatooine and say, Oh, so the mystical lightsabers of the Skywalker. Yeah, the siblings. horse broom boy from Ryan Last Johnson Jedi. will do it. <laughs> and they're going to yeah. get dug up and then trashed. <laughs> they, um, she put them right next to Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. She that fucking know it, skeleton's holding it. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the dead speaking now? Come on, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. Tell me how you doing. Um then the lady comes across them, you know, hey, uh, who are you? I'm the just rudest lady, woman just... in the galaxy, Mike. <laughs> Have you, has anybody ever asked any of you guys your last name? I want to know right yeah, now. Know. There's been no one Never. for so long. Yeah, I did, but I grew up in a very small town. So it was like, tell me who your dad is and I'll know exactly who are you? Like, how I this? can treat you. <laughs> My dad's Darth Vader. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, then the answer, this is the real big, this is kind of the, this statement at the end of all nine movies, right? Who are you, Ray? Ray who? We see the ghosts of Luke and Leia, Ray Skywalker. I'm going to throw it to Adam first. What do you think? I I was still riding the high of yellow lightsaber. Oh, yeah. I want the replica of that lightsaber immediately. So, I hope it's double-sided. Yeah, I was going to say yellow lightsaber is cool, but I was expecting it. Like I was expecting her to ignite one and then ignite it Could and make it pike. double-sided, but she didn't. Because it, yeah. it uses pieces of her staff. She likes fighting with the staff. It would make sense for her to have a double-sided, but... We we never see the bottom of it. Like it's always clipped by so frame. Big. So it could be. Right. But why wouldn't they show sure. that in the movie then? I don't know what toy they want to sell you. Yeah, they can sell two versions <laughs> if they sell you one now and the other half yeah. later. I think it'd be cool if yeah, in the future she fights similar to how you fight in Jedi Fallen Order, where you can go between single and double, and she kind of does both. That would be a cool thing. I hope we side. never see any of these characters again. <laughs> well, you won't, but just in my head canon, I mean. Right, right, yeah. I'd be done with that. I uh, uh, but- I, I thought it was pretty cheesy, and it's a weird takeaway to have at the end of all of this. I didn't mind returning to Tatooine and burying the lightsabers. Cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I it was confusing. Um, I was I was happy and like, all right, I'm getting out of here. That was fun. Um, so I was just ready to like shove it away in a box, but not not the yeah. coolest ending. I think it creates some problems. But let's, uh, Colin, what do you think? The twin sons aren't earned for Ray as her final shot. Those were earned for the guy in the last movie who got them to sum up his story very nicely uh, <laughs> over the course of eight uh, chapters. Yeah. So I didn't need any of this. Okay, and Jacob. Yeah, what do you think I mean, about? her going to Tatooine like it doesn't really. She's never been to Tatooine like. She's from Jakku. I don't know. It seems like they're trying to like wrap up Luke's story in a nice way, but like, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't like it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I like that she goes to Tatooine. I'm fine with bearing the lightsabers because this is where it all started. You know, it starts on Tatooine with Luke looking out. It ends. Um. I mean, technically, it starts in space with a star destroyer chasing a Corellian Corvette. But hell yeah, who's splitting hairs? Uh, thematically, it's kind of like a poetry thing, but I hate uh, the Ray Skywalker thing. Really, the rise of Skywalker yeah. was Ben Solo climbing out of that hole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. That was it. And the yes, boner that he got literally. when he got that little smoochie. The point of the movie is that very she... high from a sheet. <laughs> the rise Skywalker. She doesn't need to be Ray Skywalker. Race. She doesn't need to be Ray Skywalker no. or Ray Palpatine. She's just Ray. I would have preferred either Palpatine because it's like I'm taking the name back because Leia says in the movie, never be ashamed of who you are. And then she literally turns her back on her heritage at the end of the film, right? So either take the name back, like, yeah, I'm a Palpatine, but I saved everybody, or just, yeah, just Ray. Same thing as Pisana. I guess by saying that, she's saying like, oh, Luke and Leia are like my surrogate parents that I never had, so I feel like I'm a part of their family, but I don't know. Oh, or it, it's it. Go go ahead. She was Adam. gonna marry Ben, and oh, she would have been a solo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I don't right. Know. Half Skywalker. Well, now she really is Ray Solo because there's no one left. <laughs> yeah. But isn't this the moment where it says everyone can be a Jedi? Everyone can, everyone be, a can be a Skywalker. You just Yay. have to choose to be. <laughs> Yeah, Isn't that great for Broom Boy? <laughs> no, it's really I don't know Broom why Boy this Skywalker. is, but this her divine tested. bloodline really screws Broom Boy over. 
It's true. It's such an easy scene to replace. I can't believe they tested this and this was like, yep, this is the way to end this one. Yeah, it's it's definitely kind of strange. But as again, kind of backtracking the Last Jedi stuff, they wanted her to have parents. I was actually grew to like that part a lot and they, they changed it. So <laughs> that kind of has an effect on the saga as a whole. So um, how about we go ahead and kind of wrap up, get our final thoughts on Rise of Skywalker and kind of the saga now, the way this affects everything on the other side of this. We'll catch you over there. All right, Mike, I'm going to slide down this mountainside. Yippee! We're back. Yippee! Like I said, we just slid down to the bottom here. We're uh, we're by the moisture farm. Um, we're going to camp out for a second and talk about our last thoughts here because, as we've been saying, this is our final Star Wars episode. So we're going to do the usual. We're going to do our good, our bad, and our ugly, our, our Jedi, our Sith, and our Jar Jar. But also, when you're talking about your feelings on the wrap-up of this film, end it with your wrap-up on how you felt doing Star Wars this whole time, guys. I want to hear that, too. But uh, I'll go ahead and start here for our good, our bad, and our ugly. For talking the Jedi, I gotta say everyone is together. It does feel like an adventure film. We've pointed that out a lot. It is cool to have everybody. I like force healing. It's a power that's been in every video game almost, especially Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, so that doesn't bug me at all. And it is cool that we finally saw a yellow lightsaber. Again, very video gamey. We're talking the Sith. Talking a lot of it. This might be my least favorite Star Wars movie. Um, mm. Even when you're getting down to like the prequels and stuff, like the prequels are movies. They're not edited like this nightmare, which is by a guy on cocaine for people on cocaine. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it is an endless <laughs> right. slog of a film. If you're talking about the Jar Jar, it is the Leia. Uh, we've been pretty nice about it this entire time. I agree that it does suck just the situation that happened, but... There are a few jarring moments for me where it feels like everyone's talking to her opposed to listening to her, and obviously that's a result of what happened, so bummer. Yeah. Um, and if we get my final thoughts on this film, The Rise of the Skywalkers, that's not even the title of it, Rise of the Skywalker. Um, <laughs> the Rise of the Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> In doing my research for this film and for this triptych of weird Disney films that were made, I was reminded of something we didn't talk about in the Force Awakens episode. Hmm. Halfway through that movie, an accident occurred where Harrison Ford almost got his leg cut off. You know, a, a, a wall dropped. It, it hit his leg. It broke his leg. Production was halted. For a month, they could rewrite, retest, restructure, look at the film that they had, edit and figure out where they were going and could make a competent movie. And J.J. Abrams said a lot of the stuff wasn't working early on. It was very important that I got that moment to breathe. This is a film that never breathes. This is a film that was made on a shorter time. And the accident that happened halfway through this wasn't a person getting hurt. It was a character dying. I mean, <laughs> this is mm -hmm. not a normal movie. You cannot recover from that. So everybody's saying, judge this movie on a normal scale. It's not a normal movie. It's the finale to the biggest blockbuster of all time, and it already had all that stuff going against it. 
that's that's a fucking loaded deck and and i really don't have anything to say where it's like well how can i defend it but how can i also hate on it i love this movie i love star wars guys so I I just want to <laughs> leave it there. One, but I love it's it. My least favorite one, but I love it. So what? It's still Star Wars. So I don't know. I'm happy, guys, and I'll, I'll throw it over to you, Mike. Hit me, baby. It certainly is Star Wars. Uh, so my Jedi is Kylo Ren and Ben. That whole thing. Anything with him and Ray. Again, these are his movies, in my opinion. Palpatine. I love just having him around, being cheesy, begging to be struck down. He's so petty, throwing people in holes. Man. What a legend. Uh, Ray using Leia Saber is great. Um, Babu Frick and C-3PO. Uh, the Sith, there's just no setup again. Like with The Last Jedi, it's like, oh, you had a massive victory. Now the stakes are different. So a lot of MacGuffin chasing, and it is just too fast. It's, I watched it four times just to try to nail down like a plot synopsis, and it's just, it's too quick. It's just, it's, it's lightning fast. Um, the Jar Jar, it kind of hurts the prequels and the OT, like it messes up Anakin's arc, kind of, you know, now we have, instead of, you know, six movies about Anakin and Luke Skywalker, their, you know, father-son thing, now we have nine movies about Sheev Palpatine, which in some ways is much better. <laughs> um, so I guess that's great. Uh, but that's that's kind of it for oh me, but it God. does affect the legacy, but you can't, it's the sequel to the most divisive Star Wars movie, which is already going to be hard to make, plus wrapping all the saga up, like Colin said. I do not envy anybody who had to work on this because it's an impossible task to make the perfect conclusion. So I hope you enjoyed the movie. Everybody watch it. Let's throw it to Adam. What are your thoughts as well? Um, on my Jedi, I also say the crew being back together. Um, Sith temple weirdness, just generally that it is, you know, Star Wars as an anime or Star Wars as an EU novel, you know, put into a $300 million budget. Uh, Mm. For Sith, MacGuffins, more planet-destroying weapons, and a 16-hour timeline. Um, And on my Jar Jar, uh, it's Star Wars the anime. It's like it's uh, it's a, it's the same things that make it really good for me. It's all ridiculous, but mostly, man, Rose Tico getting cut out of this makes me feel the oh, same yeah. way. Uh, Tarkin <clears throat> in uh, Rogue One that makes me feel uneasy about that entire movie because it just feels like wrong to me. And there's something about Rose having that line that's like, "Hey, sorry, I'm not gonna be around." And and finally, also, this does a disservice to rebel pilots. They're just used to fill in really dumb dialogue lines in this movie. They should only be seen in the cockpit saying something cool before they die, not as things <laughs> oh, to push the plot along. Snap Wexley explodes halfway through Snap this. Snap Wexley, rip. Greg yeah, Grunberg yeah. did not survive. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got some good ones dying in there. But I don't need them telling me what the, the plot is on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, you could let Rose Tico do that. Uh, but I love, I, I love this movie. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, I've loved diving back into Star Wars with you guys. I'm still bathed in it. The Mandalorian was a good palate <laughs> cleanser, and Star Wars is comic books now. Everybody can die. Everybody can come back. It's a mess. I'll just keep taking what I like out of it and ignoring everything else. All right, Jacob. Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. It's definitely the worst movie to me in this trilogy by far. I mean, because I think Force Awakens, it's pretty good by itself. Last Jedi, I think, looks 
even better in retrospect, I think, um, you know, people are gonna look back at that one and say, that's like empire strikes back. Like this is the, that's the good one from this trilogy. This one, it's fun. It's in a lot of ways. I think all three of these trilogies movies reflect the original trilogy. This one is the return of the Jedi of this trilogy. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's breezy. It's moving fast. Um, but a lot of, it's got Ewoks. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of stupid things in this though. And, for my for my Jedi, you know, Kylo, obviously it's gonna be a lot of the same ones that you guys have said. Kylo Ren obviously is the MVP of the whole series, um, the whole trilogy, I should say. Uh love everything with him in it, him and Ray. Um Palpatine I also like. Um lots of good lightsaber fighting in here. Um and you know, like I said, C three PO, best C three PO movies, uh somehow. Um, and mm-hmm. Babu Frick, gotta love Babu Frick. So a lot of th- one of my oldest <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, it's got jokes. He didn't annoy me in this one. Um, for the Sith, um, I think the biggest problem with this movie is, like you said, a lot of stuff happens in it. It feels like three movies of exposition in one. When really, I think what this movie would have benefited from was being longer. Make it three hours. Like Endgame was three hours. Obviously, audiences are willing to accept it when it's the end of a kind of big franchise like this, this movie could have mm-hmm. easily been stretched out to three hours and that would allow those mo- those moments to breathe more instead of everything just feeling so rushed. Cause it's only out of like a little, like two hours plus of like maybe a little bit, but it's not super past two hours. So they really could have stretched it out, made it more breathable and it wouldn't feel so quick paced, you know, um, for the for my Jar Jar, the two worst things that I hated the most in this movie are two big plot points: Ray Palpatine and Kylo dying. I think those are my least favorite things about this whole thing, and mm-hmm. those are two things I totally would have done differently. Um, but overall, you know, there's a lot of uh, fun stuff in this. Um, I did like the whole beginning fetch quest thing; it felt very nice, little adventure thing. But yeah. So overall, not a great movie. Better than episodes one and two for me. Worse than everything else. So I kind of put it third worst in my whole ranking. Where are you at with Star Wars? Did you beat that uh, Star Wars game? Which Star Wars game? Fallen Order. The Fallen oh, yeah, Order, Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah. First Order. Love yeah. That. That, was, that was a good game. Uh, I think Mandalorian's you, you been really well, good. Right, um, did, yeah. Mandalorian's some of the best Disney Star Wars stuff there is, I think. Um, and I'm excited for maybe take a little break from the movies, Disney, but keep the series is coming on, on Disney plus people seem to like Mandalorian a lot. We have the Obi-Wan series Slow coming down. next summer. Um, we have Cassian Andor series, which maybe not as exciting, but the Obi-Wan one very excited for, and you know, the future of star Wars with Disney. Let's take a break from the movies. Obviously the main big movies, we can do some spinoffs, but yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I, I have a question then um, before we get out of here for each of you. And I'll throw it to Adam first. But, you know, what what is Star Wars now? Now that we have nine movies, it's kind of my question. Because the original trilogy was a dream, you know, like that blew up out of nowhere. It took on this whole cultural impact. The prequels were made by a madman in a green room. And then the postquels are made by a massive corporation, almost feeling like they were made because they had to be made, not because they wanted to be. <laughs> uh, so what is Star Wars now? Because to me, you know, it should be Luke Skywalker and Leia and like kind of the hello there, right? And now everything's kind of shifted. Um, so I want to know where you think about everything as a whole 
in perspective compared to this. Uh, I think Star Wars is, for me, it's a lot like Christmas. It's something I will never be able to escape. It has permeated the culture. So much of it is tied to corporate greed. Um, Some things about it will always be the same, and there will always be a million things about it that are new and exciting or not. And so I just have to focus on Christmas the way I look at it, you know, like what makes me happy about Christmas? It's hallways and laser pistols and model shots. <laughs> so wherever I can incorporate those things into my life, I am going to. And try not to get mad about, you know, the the terrible corporate greed that is producing all this other stuff I see everywhere. Uh, I also, before I'm totally out of here, just want to say, when I said this is Star Wars the anime, I understand there are a lot of different kinds of anime. What I was trying to say about The Rise of Skywalker is it gets, like, big, crazy action sequences, like I'm watching Berserk or something. Uh, and also, say, it's my favorite Star Wars. Wait, what's that? JoJo pops up. Stando. <laughs> you get, like, a Dragon Ball Z, like, freaking spirit bomb, oh, like yeah. Palpatine. Yeah, and... and uh, and also, it's my favorite movie of the new trilogy. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Star Wars is Christmas. Yeah, I would say, here's the thing. The main takeaway is that no matter what happens with Star Wars in the future, the the original movies will always exist. You can always go back and watch them in isolation. It's, so I don't think anything Disney can do will take away, for me anyways, will take away from the original movies. They're still there. The prequels are still there. And you can still rewatch them. And to me, you can accept that, like, you know, this is the new Disney canon now, but it doesn't really lower the value of the original movies to me at all. And I I think Star Wars will always be around, obviously. Um, And I'm excited to see what they do next. Um, And I'll keep watching because I like Star Wars. All right, Colin. We didn't even get to a big uh, point of discussion that a lot of fans bring up, this whole theory of... Should Star Wars, this trilogy in particular, have been planned from the beginning? There's a lot of fan speculation that they really didn't have a plan going forward. Uh, You know, as we explored early on in this podcast, because keep in mind, Normies, we went through all of these. Like, what a slog we're ending today. Um, Remember, Mm -hmm. George Lucas did not originally want them to be brother and sister. That was something that just came up, you know, halfway through the last movie. Oh, this is a great idea. I'll throw this in, too. Um, And I mentioned it before. Something about Star Wars should always be good and should always be bad. It is the legend that it's telling. It is that goofy space soap opera. Um, It's not sci-fi. Keep that in mind, guys. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when people say, what is Star Wars? To me, it's this sprawling legend that every time somebody reads a new line, I go, whoa, that's involved in this hokey, crazy religion, too. It's like like that crazy Mormon Bible (laughs) made of gold where every time they read it, it's a new story. It's like, sure, absolutely. Throw it all in, man. (laughs) Well, when people say it should be planned, yes, I agree. I agree. It should have been planned better than it was. But plan does not always equal better. Like you said, the original trilogy was not planned. The prequels were heavily planned. And so sometimes it doesn't always mean it's better. But yeah, I do think it should have been planned out from the beginning. At least a three-act structure of the whole trilogy and not just make stuff up Some in the first idea. one. And, <laughs> yeah. So live and learn. Live and learn, Disney. I saw someone made a statement. This trilogy feels like... Um, each movie is, you know, a different sibling and they all hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're just arguing over who who's right. right, you know. 
Um, but definitely could have been planned. You know, they took very careful care with the Avengers movies. And now that Kevin Feige is getting into the mix, who knows, maybe the old Republic stuff, whatever's coming next, I think it will be planned and it'll be interesting. I'm just glad to step away from the old Skywalker. the Brian Johnson trilogy. Hope we're, hope we're still getting that. Yeah, right? He's going to dig up the lightsabers and throw them in a trash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, destroy them. <laughs> yeah, finally, JJ, I got. Well, what my if he revenge. was doing Kotor? Would you hate that, or would you would you like that? No, no, I'm. I, I the Last Jedi has grown on me. Um, and actually, wow. looking at this trilogy now, I like that it's quieter and slower because this one is so yes, loud. Come to the this dark one also side. has Palpatine, so feel your anger. <laughs> you'll never strike me down. <laughs> yeah, he has one line, but. And that's kind of it for me. Anybody else? Last thoughts on Star Wars? I'm so happy, um, Normis. Thank you for following us. We're going to get to normal episodes next week. Um, Adam, it's been super awesome right. having you. Please plug your podcast. Uh, thank you, guys, so, so much. Um, my podcast is called Readin' Heathens. You can find it at readinheathens.com, R-E-A-D-I-N-H-E-A-T-H-E-N-E-S.com. I think that's correct. Um, it's an unholy and wholly uninformed Bible study. Uh Thank you guys. Uh, thanks, thanks a million for letting me talk about Star Wars ad nauseum. Thanks for being on. Yeah, this man, you saved their butt coming guys. on here, guesting on all these episodes, dude. Well, you're very, very welcome. You're probably the biggest Star Wars fan that I know. So, yeah, who better to definitely have? Definitely, we needed the expert. Well, you guys want to see my action figures next time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do a live stream. <laughs> Oh man, what's the, what's the most exotic action figure? You have? Um, a lot of my collection focuses around the uh, the Samurai Jack animation team Clone Wars series. Um, okay. So I've got a lot of like That's arc troopers um, from that series. Oh, it's um, dope. Yeah, it's a General Kenobi. That's an excellent. But we didn't do an episode on that one. <laughs> It's it's not it's not a specific Kenobi. It's not Geonosis. It's just a general, <laughs> just Kenobi. A general Kenobi. <laughs> the average one. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to all the Star Wars. Uh, you know, normies. This has been nine episodes. Our saga is now complete for the main ones. There will always be more Star Wars to talk about in the future. Excited to get to more standard episodes. Thank you again for coming along this journey. You know, uh, all the Jedi live in and you may now. The Force this be is- with you. May the force be Always. Christmas. Wow. Happy Life Day. Happy New Happy Year, Life everybody. Day. Happy Life thank you, Day. Norman. Happy Life Day. <laughs> All right. We are signing off. <laughs> We're leaving now. Hit and stop. <laughs> I'm putting on my shoes. Um, did you stop? I've stopped. Oh, Chewie blew up in that transport. Wait, no, he didn't. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> oh, C-3PO's dead. Psych. Wait, no, he's not. <laughs>